Public Radio's LossesTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. You've got myself Greeno, and I'm joined by a man who's wondering why the fuck Limp Biscuit is trending in the year 2023. Okay, Captain Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Are they really trending? Why are they trending? Yeah. Uh, why are they training? Well, one, they're playing in Australia at the moment, playing in the Good Vibes Festival. Really? Limp Biscuits yeah. playing at the Good Vibes? Limp Biscuits touring Australia right now. And also, I believe in the last couple of days, they announced their US tour where Corey Feldman uh, is an opening act. The sunglasses guy? I uh, know that's Corey Hart. Corey Hart. Oh, so Corey, Corey Feldman's the child actor who was like, remember the two Corys? You had Corey Feldman and Corey, Corey Haim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were kind of like big in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, child stars. And then. So Corey Goonies, Feldman, was he in Goonies? Greener? He was in Goonies, correct. That's right. Hey, okay, nice. So Gary, I got one. I got, Gary, a, tri- I got, got I did a trivia. He then, uh, he then kind of went on a bit of a coke binge for a while. Well, uh, as they all do, the, the kids. They all do. Kid stars and from then, the 80s, yeah. And then he started calling out pedophiles in Hollywood. Oh, that's so him. Got, oh, that's the that's one. Him. Oh, yeah. all right. What happened to Corey Haim? What's he doing? Dead. Dead. <laughs> nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. See, I think uh, Macaulay Culkin did the right thing. He kind of cashed out when he was Early. still a kid. And he was like, yeah, you know, yeah. thanks for the money. Um, yep. You know, obviously, I I had to be raped by Hollywood, you know, producers and whatnot. But I'll shut my mouth. Just give me my millions and millions and we'll, live we'll off the royalties. Day. He did a band for a little while. You know, yeah. he was in a little band. Do you remember what the band was called by any chance? I don't. I didn't realize he had a band. Yeah, he was in a band. They're all in bands these days. Everyone's in a band, yeah. Because every actor wants to be a rock star. Every rock star wants to be an actor. Correct. Well, I think yeah. I I genuinely think I was having this chat with uh, the Lady Boogs recently, Greeno, talking about like why are so many actors in bands and singers and stuff. And I think it's got to do a little bit with their ego because it's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's like, because they're actors, right? See, musicians generally don't try to become actors, but actors generally try to become musicians. Right. And I think it's because it's like, well, you know, I just don't want to be limited in my art form as an actor. Like I'm an artist and that like, includes yeah. all genres. Whereas musicians are like, yeah, I just want to play music. <laughs> you know? Bad groupies nice, do coke and get fucked up. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're a Hollywood actor, it's like, well, how many little kids can I have sex with? Honestly, uh, you know, before I want to go into bands and start doing coke and having sex with 15 year old girls instead, uh, groupies. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're going to be touring Estonia. I mean, those Eastern European chicks, they're, they're on, a, on another level. Yeah, they I love, love it. Thirsty, mate. Thirsty as fuck in the uh, Eastern European Cameron states. Inducted into the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame this week. Was he really? He was, yes. So okay. Timely. Timely you're making a, a uh, Macaulay reference there. Now, fun fact. I'm about sure he'd Hollywood. appreciate I'm sure he genuinely appreciates that, Karina. Um, well, here's the thing. Fun fact about the Hollywood Walk of Fame that I learned when I was in the US, mm. you don't just get awarded a Hollywood Walk of Fame. You have to pay it and apply for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we've known that for a while, haven't we? Yeah. Like, so, so he's actually he like, done that. Yeah, he's, he's forked over the cash. He's like, yeah, man, I'll sign up. I'm like, yeah, you want to be a Hollywood star? Yeah, I'll pay whatever thousands of dollars and we'll do, we'll do what we need to do to get this bad boy happening. Okay. I, I want to show you something. Just since you mentioned Limp Biscuit Green, I want to show you a recent um, fetish that I've had, an obsession that I've had. It's watching videos. Watch, yeah, watching young people react to music that was around when we were kids, right? Yeah. 
There's a lot of good ones about like Rage Against the Machine. There's one dude, there's one black dude who just goes completely fucking burko. Well, he's never heard Rage before. Funny you, you mentioned black dude because I need to show you this black chick who I love. Now, I don't know if I want to marry her or adopt her, Greeno, because <laughs> <right? laughs> she is a superstar. And so here she is. She's reacting to Limp Biscuit. Okay, have a yeah. look at this shit. Not this guy. Is this like a well-known band? It was. Oh, <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. Screaming at me. The rest of them. The rest of the kids are kind of like lost causes. They're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. He's so so aggressive. Know. But what? Yeah. But so counter her reactions to the rest of them, right? Oh my god. I like this. I like it. Is that Eminem? <laughs> <laughs> this is very very hardcore. Not yeah. really. It's like this. Get a girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I like it. I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> if I can dab you up right now. Boom. Okay. She loves it. I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. I know not everybody. Don't. Please don't. I'm good. No, thank you. See, the rest of them don't really get it, Greeno. Yeah, they're not getting it. That kid is that kid is, is offended at the uh, prospect of someone not paying George Michael the ultimate respect yeah. at first. Touch yeah, your body. George, you don't touch George Michael's body. He touches yours, okay, inappropriately in a public toilet. Inappropriately in a public toilet, generally, yeah. yeah. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Fantastic stuff. So she's she's an absolute legend. She goes on to uh, call her mum and say, "Mum, like admit to her mum, mum, yeah. I like Limp Biscuit." And her mum goes, "What's that?" What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Is Limp Biscuit the American version of Soggy Sayo? Uh, I think it is actually. I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Wasn't there, yeah. was it their first album? No, their first album was $5 Bill Y'all, wasn't it? $5 Bill Y'all. And then correct. it was Chocolate Starfish. No, then it was uh, the one that had Nookie on it. And then it was Chocolate Starfish. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, yeah, but I do think Limp Biscuit is the equivalent to a Soggy Sayer, yes. Yeah, there you go. There you uh, go. Um, quick story time. I know, it's Muted Word of the Week to kick off the show. Muted Word of the now, Week. This is Muted this is a muted word of the fortnight. Now, this doesn't happen very often. Normally what happens is Greeno mutes a word and we're done with it. We don't think about it. We move on. Mm -hmm. we, we live a better life. We don't have to worry about seeing it in our feeds anymore. And it's uh, all happy days. Mm -hmm. Now, I was I was at the point where I'm like, I need to mute this word. I need to do it. But I was a little bit busy that day. And then thankfully, I didn't I didn't mute it because it ended up getting a bit of a reprieve. Now, the muted word of the week was Spotify wrapped. Demo. Okay. Last week was the uh, the time where Spotify sends out to all their subscribers. Yes. Uh, yeah. About hey, here's what you listened to last year. Here's the highest percentage. Blah blah blah. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, what happens is everyone feels the need to share it on fucking social media with of the world. Yeah. Now, if my mates want to share it with me directly, I'm like, hey, this is what I listen to. That's sweet. I don't mind. I don't need to know about the fucking seven hundred thousand people that had Taylor Swift. Top fucking one percent of listeners, whatever that only may be. Only seven hundred thousand. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> seven hundred so, million, probably. I was like inundated it. with fucking Swifty idiots in my fucking feed. 
I'm like, well, I'm going to mute that. I'll do that later. I'll get around to it. It is, it is actually amazing how many people like regularly listen to Taylor Swift. I know we've spoken about her on the show. If yeah. you ask, like, if I was in a trivia competition and it was like, if you get this question right, you'll win a frozen chook. And we all know how yeah. serious that is, right? Oh, we take the frozen chook very seriously. Very seriously. That's the pinnacle. You can give me a new uh, Hyundai Miata. Doesn't yeah. matter. Don't need it. <laughs> Don't care. Frozen chook. Frozen chook to fill up the freezer. If you ask me for a frozen chook, name one Taylor Swift song, I couldn't do it. Like I, I'm 100% hand on heart. I've got I don't, one. I don't know the name of one single Taylor Swift song. I've got one. I've got Shake It Off. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, now I know one. All right. Yeah. Shaking off, shaking off. Shaking okay. That's, that's the only one I know. Yeah. So they, a lot of, she apparently has a lot of hits, but ev- even when someone plays me one, I'm like, oh, is that Taylor Swift? I've never, never. I've never heard yeah. that before, you know? So yeah, it's, it, it does, the mind does boggle that oh. she is as popular as she is when, because, yeah. you know, like you would think there's other artists around, like, even if you're not into pop music, you would think that the most popular ones are the ones that kind of transcend the pop, you know, demographic and they're like, yeah. you know, other people know them and people outside of music know it and stuff. And, you know, I'm not in pop music. I don't know what the fuck pop people are doing these days. Yeah. I've got no idea. Uh, but I don't know any Taylor Swift songs except for that one that yeah. you just mentioned a couple of seconds yeah. ago, you know. So, yeah, it is fascinating. And she's actually been around for like – 20-something years now. She's a veteran now. She's like 40 now, isn't she? No way. She's like early 30s, isn't she? No, she's – well, she started like 20 years ago. I think her first single came out in like 2001 or 2002 or something. No way she's been around Yeah. Like now. Yeah. Now, now no, it's crazy. Yeah, please look it up. Please. I feel like uh, she was big like in the early 2000s, Greeno. I feel like it's 2010s. No, I think that's too late. I think it's like right. 2005 at the latest, I think. 2006 was her debut album. Okay. Yeah. So that would put her in around 2005. Lee Sullivan's 2006 title debut album. Tim McGraw was the first Billboard Hot 100 chart entry. Yep. So okay. 2006, she's been around. So she's been around, what's that, for uh, 17 ne- years? Yeah. Nearly 20. It was 2024 yeah. next year. So yeah. Well, how, nearly 20 years. Is, how old is Taylor Swift? Well, she probably she's, started as a, like a teenager. She must have started like 17. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's. Should have put a one there. All right, let's have a look. Taylor Swift is 33 years of age. No fucking way. Yep. That means, like, she started at, like, what, 15? She is the Taco Bell equivalent in Demolition Man of the pop stars of that era because she outlived, like, Jessica Simpson. Um, There was another girl, remember, what was the other one? Her name started with a H, I think. Um, Ah, Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff was around. There was another one as well. Um, there was like four or five of them. and Taylor Mandy Moore's. Mandy Moore was the other one. Thank you very much. Yeah. Now, there was like four or five of them. They all kind of started around and they were big and around the same time. But Taylor Swift, Taco Belled them all. Like she's the yeah. only one who survived. <laughs> all the rest kind of yeah. fell by the wayside and Taylor Swift ended up conquering all of them. And she's still relevant to this day. I don't know why the fuck. Well, why are we talking about fucking Taylor Swift again? Fuck. Because I was talking about muted word of the week. So, oh, right. Have you muted yeah, Taylor so. Swift? That's the. Oh, that was, no, we did that weeks ago. Oh, did we? Thank God. Yeah, we started banging the NFL player. Ah, oh, yes, like, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and then she was ruining all the NFL games, so I just stopped watching NFL for a bit. Yeah. Um, it's funny that so, Taylor Swift ruined NFL for you. Not not yeah. any of the other you know other things, countless yeah. number of things that could have ruined NFL yeah. for you. It was Taylor Swift. Yeah. That was Taylor the straw Swift that broke the cabal's back. Well, was it? 
it wasn't even like the NFL itself. It was the incessant coverage of, of the Taylor, Taylor Smith, Smith yeah. in the booth because she's banging a player. Like ESPN, ESPN Sports Center starts off with "Shake it off, shake it off." <laughs> Taylor Swift so ends watching. up being a panelist yeah. on ESPN <laughs> just so they could talk about Taylor Swift at the game. Uh, All right, so tonight's statistics. Taylor Swift got up and went to the bathroom three times before halftime, Bob. Yeah, she was also seen clutching a drink and a bag of peanuts just after the third quarter. I tell you what, that's going to make headlines down in yeah. Kansas City. Fantastic 100%. news there for Taylor Swift. Also, the Chiefs lost. Chiefs lost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Worry about yeah, how many times Swift you went to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so Spotify rap, hey, was about to mute it, and then our, our good friend B.E., kind of gave it a reprieve yeah. when he was kind enough to tweet us and point out that we were his number one podcast for nice, the year. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Firstly, nice, Gary, to be yeah. uh, for being the, the – is, does he become the number one blockhead? Does it count when he's part of the team? If we were still doing the power rankings, yeah, I He'd guess he is – well, he hasn't actually – he hasn't handed in an earth report for quite some time. But he's been a guest panelist a couple of times this year. Yeah, but so is Jim Edward. Is Jim part of the block team? I said Jim's part of the block team. He is sends it? more content than I send to the show. Okay, so Jim's on the team. So he can't have, he can't be team, listed yeah. as a listener then if he's on the team. Ah, well, that, well still, he still listens. Okay, does he get any Mountain Dew at the end of the year? Do we send him a check? That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you've got to be on the payroll. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just an enthusiastic listener because we need all the listeners we can get. It's almost like, <laughs> like you know, ultimately we're the hosts and, and Jim Edwards, like the caller, is like, hey, I'd like to talk about the government. Um, <laughs> that kind of situation. <laughs> That's Jim's position in the team. So he doesn't get a paycheck, yeah. but he's part of the show. He is part of, the, he's part of the fabric of the show, Greeno. Fabric of the team, even yeah. though we don't send him a paycheck. Yeah. He doesn't get a credit, but yeah. 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 Speaking of which... Shouldn't everyone on Talkback Radio technically get a credit? Oh, like well, they are producing content, aren't they? 100%. Mm. Like, I feel like SAGs miss that area, the Talkback Radio genre. Yeah. yeah. Of like, we can, get the, we can get Talkback Radio callers on the payroll here. Corey Feldman's pay, probably huge on Talkback Radio as a caller. Karina. Getting them to like pay their dues yeah. and getting them like a little cut, a little piece, a little slice. A little slice of the pie. Yeah. 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 They're just basically giving these uh, these big radio shock dogs free money. Well, thankfully, there's no need for that anymore because we do have the internet and streaming, so everyone can you know be on the internet. Everyone, yeah. everyone can do talkback yeah. radio if they want. They still love the talkback radio, though. Yeah. The older, they yeah. still love calling in. There is something magical, I think, about late night talkback radio. Like I worked night shift for a long, long time, and there is there is something special. You you get more call, you get more variety in the middle of the night, like say between midnight and five a.m. than yeah. you do during the day. Because during the day they have to do, they're on very tight schedules during the day, so they have to do like you know, eleven minutes, and then they have to go to a traffic report, and then it's yep. a, an ad break, and then it's the half hour news, news report, yeah. then it's another ad break, and then they have to do an editorial. And then they can maybe take two calls and they get like 30 seconds each and then they have to cut them off. Whereas in the middle of the night, you don't have those kinds of restrictions. So you can really give people a lot of rope, you know? And so overnight callers are the best callers because they're also the ones that have been waiting up all day to have their say as well, you know? They're they're our (laughs) listeners as well. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Drunks, (laughs) drunks, drug addicts, and insomniacs. Yeah, Yeah, totally. 
So that's that that, that is the audience, and yeah, there is something magical about late night talk radio that you don't find anywhere else. Like not even in streaming or anything. The fact that people would sit there and listen to the radio and be like, "All right, call up and have your say." It's like you know what? I'm going to call up and give the world a piece of my mind. I've called Talkback Radio myself, Greeno. I just said I'll hold for 45 minutes just so I can tell these people my opinion. Yeah. Well, I never had that problem because after the first call, if you're a good call. Yeah. Um, you go straight to the head of the queue. So yeah, they, they record your number. They're like, "Hey, yeah, this guy's good." Yeah. Um, and whenever I called Talkback Radio, I always, I always got twice as long as everyone else because you know why? Because I didn't abuse it. I would say yeah. things like, and just for my final point, right? So yeah. I don't give the guy a chance to cut me off. I'm cutting myself off. Yeah. You know, you got to time it. You got to feel this shit out. It's like bang, 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 bang. And if I could just finish with this, and da 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 da, and then you're done, and you get out of there. Yeah. But you get twice as long. These are lessons for talkback radio listeners if you're out there. Talkback radio callers. This is how you get your chance. This is how you get your chance to shine. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't just come on and say, oh, we need to kill all of X. You know, don't, don't, don't do that, clearly, because you won't get very far. But, you know, you've got to play the game a little bit. And you've got to let the host say a thing or two every now and then Big as well. System. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's all part of the game. It's all part of the game. So... Yeah, you know, play cards right, and you you too could be a, a talkback radio call in star of the future. Yeah. You know, and that's the beautiful part about talkback radio. Everyone's got a shot, Karina. Mm-hmm. Just call like up and it. have you say. Yeah, I tell you who's, who's someone I think would call talkback radio. Mm-hmm. This protest wife. Now we saw in this story through a couple of weeks ago yep. where uh, there's uh, an angry wife who's decided. I found out uh, my husband's mm-hmm. frequenting a brothel. Way too much. I've seen the credit card statement, mm. and he's, uh, he's he's walking over three quarters of the mortgage. Well, uh, is he frequenting the brothel often, or is it was just this one time? Because reading the headline and the and the subheading here, it says a furious wife is threatening to protest outside a Gold Coast brothel after her husband spent six thousand dollars on a seven hour sex bender. Nice, Gary. So you're an accountant. What does that work out to per hour, Greener? Yes, yeah, 1800 bucks. Oh, yeah, they're about no, 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 like, yeah, not eight, nine hundred bucks. What does it work out? That's an expensive brothel, Greeno. Yeah, well, if you're on a bender, yeah, if you're on a bender, I guarantee you there's obviously going to be more than one lady in there at that rate. Okay, you're gonna, you're, you're probably in the, the VIP room, I'd imagine. Uh, you're probably seven hours. You got to get delivered snacks at some point. Yeah. Oh, uh, champagne, Greeno, obviously. There's gonna be a, yeah. There's gonna be a meal break halfway through. Yeah. Uh, the ladies that do have to take a break. Mm. Um, do they have to take a break? Can't they be you know marathon? Seven hours break? on the job. On the job, why not? A wife has threatened a protest outside a brothel in Gold Coast after her husband spent six thousand dollars on a seven-hour sex bender. The men attend yeah. the Pentagon Grand. Great name, by the way. Nice, yeah. Gary. I'd like to fly something into her Twin Towers, Greener, where he had intercourse with two sex workers and a paid-for-service upgrades, including fe- uh, fetishes and fantasies. You know what a fantasy yeah. I have is having $6,000? That's a fantasy to me. Yeah. <laughs> or a seven-hour erection. That's also a fantasy. Well, no, no. Forget the erection. Like, that's 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 a lot. That's long beyond the realm of fantasy that's like long yeah. in the past that'll never happen but i do yeah. I, i'd like to see myself with six thousand dollars at some point yes that'd six thousand to be able to blow on hookers that'd be great i like it yeah. the man attended pentagon oh we've read that manager of the brothel in molendina suzanne pfeiffer 
told the Gold Coast Bulletin, the man paid for the first hour with cash because he did not want his wife to know. Nice, Gary! (laughs) When he wanted to continue the X-rated bonk bonanza, he tried to do so using a bank transfer, but eventually ended up using a credit card when the bank transfer said pending, so he couldn't wait the five minutes for the pending to go through, Green. Nice, Gary! He's like, okay, we're an hour in. Yeah. This is... is Solid. I'm happy with this. Now see, now see the smart operator. So okay, you paid for your first hour in cash. Okay, you're you're going to get away with that. That's fine. You know what I mean. Yeah. But this is like robbing a bank and then stopping to say, okay, now open the safe. Yeah, it's almost like robbing the bank and then going back to the teller to go, I'd like to deposit this cash. (laughs) Now just fill out this form. I'm going to leave my name and my card number here. Okay. Now I want you to transfer all the money into my account. Okay. Mm -hmm. After seven hours, the sex workers said they were too tired to continue and the man left, so they kicked him out, Greeno. Yeah, like I said, they had to take a break at some point. They chose seven hours. Mm. His irate wife later turned up at the brothel with her husband in tow, claiming he had been drunk and on drugs and had no recollection (laughs) of the incident. Can I be be honest here? That chick Mm -hmm. is wife material, Greeno. Yeah. Because you could blow $6,000 at a brothel and turn up at home and say, honey, it's not my fault. I was drunk and on drugs. And she will go, I'm going to give that brothel a piece of my mind. (laughs) And by your man. Oh, hell yeah. That is, she's like a real life Marge Simpson, Greeno. Fucking good. 100% a keeper. Ms. Pfeiffer politely explained that the man seemed sober in CCTV footage and had successfully negotiated a good deal with the C- good deal, six grand, six grand seven hours. He got hours. ripped, mate. Yeah, that, that's not a good deal. It's not a good deal. Something that would have been hard to do if drunk or on drugs. But Ms. Pfeiffer said the woman refused to accept her explanations and threatened to protest outside the venue. Stand by We've told her she's welcome to peacefully protest on public property, but if we have any concerns for safety, we would have to call the police. (laughs) (laughs) My concern is the male clients walking in would not appreciate this and verbal altercations can quickly escalate. Well, especially if they're drunk and on drugs and don't remember anything, Greeno. Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen. Yep. We've advised her to call the police if she believes her husband has been ripped off because she won't listen to us. The manager said the man spent quite a lot of money and that most people get a half-hour standard service with no extras. What's standard, Greeno? Uh, well, I guess just not stick it with, in. Not, not two girls. <laughs> just stick it in and, and pump until you're done. Finish thing they mentioned in paragraph two, I guess. Yeah. She added the dispute was between husband and wife and was nothing to do with the brothel, which had provided a good service. God bless capitalism. Great service. Yeah. Great service. Seven right. hours of service. Seven you. hours of service. Yeah, they, they kicked him out. It's like, sir, I yeah. think you've had enough. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. We had to cut him off. <laughs> this is not our problem. Respons- responsible service of pussy. Like. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> you, you can't take this much vag, <laughs> sir. This is not our problem. We are a legal business and this was a legitimate service with a legitimate charge. Again, $6,000 for seven hours does not seem legitimate to me. Greener. Well, that's what they charged him. That's what he negotiated. He's a good negotiator. He, he negotiated a great deal. Fantastic. <laughs> fucking deal. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
He knew what he was doing. He just got caught. If the woman is mad about the 6,000, take it up with the husband, not us. It's not fair that we're the ones getting harassed. Go bother him about it. It's like blaming the casino for your husband gambling. We do not control his actions. Well, that's, that's, I take issue with that because you kind of do. You are yeah. control. you know, you're controlling whether he comes or not. Like, yeah, you know. but they're not, they're not forcing him to arrive. You're and not forcing. And every six grand, ask for the not forcing, package. not forcing him to be there. But you are controlling yeah. his actions to a degree. You know, so do so casinos. But yeah. That's a, yeah. Fantastic stuff. But yeah, a little bit of protest hot toss. Like that, that's yeah. a protest. Like the Black Lives Matter one, we couldn't get behind this one. I'm, I'm behind this protest. Oh, all for it. Nice, Gary. Good luck to her. again. And wife of the year, Greener. hundred percent. Wasn't my husband's 100%. fault. It's yours. <laughs> Um, he was drunk and on drugs. It's not his fault. Uh, Fucking uh, hell. Imagine the chaos you could get up to if you had a wife like that. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine what you could um, do. Get, there's a little what? video attached to your greener called Busting Sex Worker Stereotypes. Do you want to have a quick look at this? Do you want to bust, bust yeah, a few, bust. bust some stereotypes? Yeah. Thankfully, they use the word busting. I mean, it's yeah. nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Let's have a just throbbing sex worker stereotypes when I'm working. And someone who had identified me as a sex worker who had seen me online approached me at a bar and tried to shame me. They had said something along the lines of, it must be so embarrassing knowing everyone in here has seen you naked. And my instant reply is that it's not my fault that your boyfriend buys my news. Um, but again, that's not really the... <laughs> You're kind of missing the point though, aren't you? Right, you know. Okay, so if we... Hey, all right, all right, no, we're trying to bust myths here. Let's, yeah. let's, let's continue myth busting. Well, I mean, if you're going to be like an out... And, like, no, I don't I don't really have a view either way, honestly. It's like, well, if you, you do you, man. If you want to do this for a living, that's fine. But then surely if you do do it for a living, don't you also have to accept that this is also a reality? Because this is the job, isn't it? Like... But isn't isn't that also the argument we just had in in regards to the brothel? Like the the girlfriends are blaming her, going, "Ah, oh, you know, it's like how dare you do this?" No. But they're just pissed off because their boyfriends are buying her news. No, but that's just that's just her clap back. The mm. if you don't want people to come up, what I'm saying is, if you don't want people in a bar to say to you, "Aren't you embarrassed no. because you do this work?" Well, don't then, yeah. yeah, and so that must have to go with the territory, right? Like. Yeah. Because you are like you are essentially, you know, you, there's your face and there's your vagina and there's you sticking things in your vagina on the internet, like, and you're you're pre. But you, you, what I'm saying is, you can't be <laughs> like thousand dollars over seven ounce. Yeah, yeah, but you can't be like outwardly. You can be outwardly proud of what you do for that. Like you, mm. you can be proud of what you do, and again, I don't mind. Like that's fine. It's up to you. Do whatever you got to do. But then, wouldn't you also expect that people will say things to you as well? well like, okay. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Like, like is everyone supposed to, to pretend? like that? No, oh, but the, you know. same applies for so many other jobs, right? Like parking inspector. Those oh, I, I know, tell those people all the time how I feel about them. <laughs> those people know. <laughs> they up the job. You're yeah. going to get fucking yelled at. By Absolutely. A bunch of people you are 100%. You're a policeman. Yes. You're going to be abused. Yes. If you're, if you're a sex worker and you've got an OnlyFans account, and people recognize you in public, you're probably going to get called a slut sometimes. Yes. And I, I agree it's with every one of those. Right? Yes. Yeah. Like so that's work, that's not devil's I advocate in, at all. I agree with you. you know, I, I work in insurance yeah. and I know 50% of the calls I get are going to be people yelling at me. 
Yes. That's just fucking, that's the job. I know it's the job. I know they're like, oh, fuck you, how dare you? Yeah. I paid, I've, been, I've been a customer for 20 years. Well, that doesn't matter. Yep. You don't meet the fucking terms. Leave me alone. Yep. Uh, but that's part of the job. You're yep. going to cop some abuse. Yep. Uh, when I was driving trucks, Greeno, every girl I picked up on the side of the road assumed that I was going to rape and murder her. You know, like, yeah. it's just no, a stereotype. That's out. Literally, you did. But yeah, well, it's the fucking they didn't know that, though. <laughs> Shame on them for assuming. And they were really taken aback by that. And that's kind of when a light bulb went off in my head. Like, if I could just wear a shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Is this a company? I I don't know. What's it called? Am I going to get in trouble if I Google Networthy? Let's have a look at Networthy. Networthy. Uh, Let's see what this is. No, there's no such thing as Networthy. Networthy CEO. This talks about net worth. All right. So that's a made-up company. So I don't think she's the CEO of it. Well, again, you know, good luck to her. I've said that. Like, I kind of take back my identity and take back the public space so that what I... Can I just put it out there? In in 2023, anyone who, like, pays for nude pictures, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the internet, man. There's (laughs) enough free shit out there that you really don't have to fall back. You don't. You're not... Not for what for still nude photos? What are you nuts? That's like it's like fucking you know, it's like paying some guy for it's like paying some guy selling you sand from if you live in Saudi Arabia, Greeno. Yeah. You know? Wearing Sympathizer. Okay, Networthy clothing, Greeno. So Google Networthy clothing for me. Networthy clothing. Anyway, uh, clothing line. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Shop Networthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they? What do they sell here? Clothing made for removal. Ah, oh, there we go. Ah, the first ever clothing clever. brand made for sex workers by a sex worker with a portion of the proceeds supporting sex worker causes. So it's it's swoobu greeno, not fubu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do we got here? Let's have a look at what they got available. You got a neon pink bio boxer brief. For of course, there's neon pink. We're shattering stereotypes here, Greeno. Okay, you can buy a white T-shirt with a logo on it. Fifty-three eighty-six. Fifty-three dollars. Yeah, I can buy that for a buck. That's a, a, a fuck. would be cheaper, Greeno. Yep. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a string string bikini for seventy-six ninety-four. Yeah. Seventy-six dollars uh, for a bikini. Any, and then you've got an, a black tea. Just out of curiosity, why do you think they're selling um, women's clothes? Oh, so it's for other sex workers, is it? Is that the? Well, it's is, it's, that, who uh, we're, is that our client market brand target made market? for sex workers by a sex worker? Okay, right, 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 okay. Line that helps further the conversation. So this is actually just a big old ad. I've come to realise. Yeah. See, look, now she's saying... She's not busting mist. She's just plugging her clothing line. Well, yeah, exactly. And she's saying, my clothing is helping to destigmatize sex work. But it's like, well, again, no, it's not. Really not. <laughs> okay. No. Imagine, imagine going, look, man, I think they're a bunch of slappers. Yeah. And then going, oh, I went to the website and I spent 53 bucks on a T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, man, we're all good. But, um, well, how do you want to be viewed, though? This is the other question that intrigues me about when sex workers come out and say, well, I, th- I want to destigmatize the stereotypes around sex work. It's like, all right, so what do you want to, what, how would you like to be thought of as then? Would you like to be thought of as like, you know, in a similar vein as an accountant, Greeno, you know, mm. like, so what, you, what do you want to be like, boring? like, do you want it to be 
regular do you want it to be a regular boring job because i've got news for you the day that happens you'll stop getting fucking paid as much as you do no, okay because the whole reason that you get paid the amount that you do to do this work is because it's stigmatized because yeah. it's lewd and because it's like ooh, ooh, ooh secret and nasty it's behind closed doors yeah, yeah. If you want it to be front and center and mainstream, guess what? You're getting paid Macca's wages because yeah. there's there's millions of chicks out there who can do this, <laughs> you know? You know, you you'll end up being nothing special, you know. If we have like a drive-through sex service, we probably already do, honestly. And if we have a like if we get to the stage where we have like fast food sex outlets, Greeno, where you just kind of yeah. you run in, you pay your, your 15 bucks for your happy meal, you know, you you're in and out in 10 minutes and there's no stigma around it. The wife and kids wait in the, in the restaurant, you know. They have the fries or a dildo with fucking chocolate sauce on it or something to yeah. keep themselves occupied. And you, True happy meal. Yeah. You, and you get your happy meal. Guess what? You, you're getting paid five bucks an hour at that point. Yeah. So, you know, it's, so it's barely worth doing. At, at which point then people, you know, women will start opening up uh, online services where they, you know, castrate you and, and, and call you, you know, what a dirty, filthy pervert you are. And then you mm. pay them hundreds of dollars for that instead. You know, it'll be Christians running. Christians will be running <laughs> online services for a hundred bucks an hour instead. You sit down and they slap your hand with a with a ruler. You know, if yep. you put it near your pants. So, I mean, good luck to them, the sex workers. But I think they're a little confused about where their where their money comes from. Yeah, you know, sex work. Anyway, fantastic. Angry wife's wild brothel protest after husband's sex being. Speaking of sex work, Greeno. Very yeah. sexy start to the show, so it's, it's good. It's it reminds, it reminds me of the old smut days, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. We became so directed to smut. Yeah. Embattled Susan Sarandon's son begs fans to but stop sharing videos. Pause, 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 pause. pause. Yeah. Embattled. Embattled. You want to focus, you want to zero in on that word. I just want to focus in on the word embattled, okay? Let's continue on. Okay. Embattled. So he's surrounded. Great. Yeah. He's embattled. It's a war of all against all. Susan Sarandon's son begs fans, begs, he's begging, Greeno. Now, now that's your first problem on the internet. Never beg for anything. Never beg because you're not going to get it. No, actually, you'll get the exact opposite. 100% you're going to get the opposite. Because yeah. you know what happened? Yeah. I saw this and I'm like, well, now I'm going to send fucking... The now I'm going to have a look at your mum's tits, mate. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to have a squeeze. I wasn't planning to. Yeah. But now... I'm going to look at the What he should have come out and said is like, I don't care if people are looking at my mum's honkers. You know? yeah. who, who cares? It's the internet. He's, who gives a fuck? some private photos. I took of her in the shower. Go yeah. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> $6,000 for seven hours. Yeah, no, seven hours. Still nudes. Everyone's fine. Yeah. And I also think we need to destigmatize sex work while we're at it. Yeah. Embattled Susan Sarandon's son begs fans to stop sharing. Isn't that the family guy, um, the gag there? It's like, hi, I'm Susan Sarandon. Most of you know me as Tim Robbins' mother, but I'm actually his wife. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's not Tim Robbins saying this, by the way. Embattled Susan Sarandon's son begs fans to stop sharing video, quote, with her honkers out. Susan Sarandon's son, Miles Robbins, is happy people are backing his mum after she was let go by her agent following a controversial speech about the Israel-Hamas war, Greeno. Yes, but what a set of tits, Greeno. Nice, Gary! Hey? You know what? We don't like what she said about the Jews, but God damn it, what a set of honkers, yeah. huh? Yeah. 
He just wishes people would stop using a video of her with her breasts out to show their support. Oh, so their support. Their <laughs> <laughs> That's support. So they're, they're showing their support for her by sharing now, a photo with question, her honkers out. That's fantastic. Is, hey, is this, empowerment, baby. Is this a recent photo of Susan Sarandon? Ah, uh, it could be. Because if it is, that is an amazing rack for a 77-year-old. Is she 77 years old? 77 years old. So, no. Yeah, 100%. It says it in the article. That's uh, wow. like Dolly Parton clip, levels. That's 100%. Well, but these look real. So credit to I, I think he should be proud. He's like, hey, man, my mom, 77, rack for days. 77 years old. Yeah. She, she looks, looks quite good for her age. Yeah, she does. Uh, Okay, yeah. Um, there she is. We'll put it out there. Smash or pass. Uh, a 77-year-old Susan Thread? Hey. Uh, I well, think I'd go there. Let's have a look at the video here. <laughs> you do have a thing for redheads, though. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. That could be part of it. But no, she, she looks tidy for 77. She looks tidier than me at 40. Like, let's, let's be fair. She backlash, Greener. Yeah. Um, that sun, you don't need a paternity test for that uh, for that son, by the way. Like, that is definitely Tim Robbins' kid. I'm glad that she got time to do this uh, Israel Hamas speech while she was in the middle of a recreation of Beverly Hills Cop, Greener. So yeah. fair work to her. Nice, Gary! Keep waiting for the guy to open up the back and say... <laughs> <laughs> no! No! I smoke Lucky Strike. <laughs> there are a lot of people that are afraid. Afraid of being... $5,000. That's what you should have done. $5,000, mama. $5,000. Read my lips. $5,000. And are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country. Yep. You're not a Muslim in that country, right? No, she's not. No. no. Just an old bag with big tits, Greener. No! Yeah, tidy for 77. I'd go there. Yeah, um, okay. Let's put it out there in the chat. 77 years old, yay or nay? That's a definite yay for me. Okay, fair enough. Uh, um, what about this? Quick story time if we can, sir. Please. Uh, I like stories a... about pinatas. Let's get off topic here, please. We need to definitely get off topic here. <laughs> um, so we've been talking about my recent like medical issues. This has been medical year for me. Plenty of medical issues over the course of the year. And scans and tests and surgeries and... A bunch of different things. But I was finally at kind of like the back end of the situation where I'm like, okay, everything's almost squared away now. Went for a bunch of scans. I think I talked about it on the show recently. And what happened this week, though, is I went for a scan, which is quite an expensive scan. But they only they charged me the portion that I had to pay and said, oh, you know, Medicare will pay the gap payment, which okay. was like 80% of the bill, okay. which was quite a, a decent sum. But for some reason, I think they fucked up somewhere because they sent the check to me for the balance to then say, oh, yeah, go give that to the provider. But you're not Medicare. I'm not, no, no. Medicare sent the check to me oh. to say, hey, go, like here's, oh. the, here's the balance. Oh. What, if it, got, what if it happened to get lost on the way? What would happen then? <laughs> that's the point. So... So suddenly I've got, like, you know, a better part of a $1,000. You've got brothel money, Greeno, ready to go. Uh, 100% I do. So this is the first time ever I've been in a medical kind of, like, I'm in charge situation. And in profit. Because technically, yeah. 
Because technically, I owe this this other company six hundred dollars that technically Medicare is meant to cover, yes. but I've got the check. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Like they haven't charged me for this. That's you fine. Take advantage. You got suddenly, leverage. Yeah. Suddenly, the medical costs are in my court. Now, where the where the scanner had to take place is because I couldn't get it anywhere else. It's like an hour and a half away. So I want to see, like, no one's tried to contact me yet to go, hey, we need like our $800. Yeah. But I feel like if that call comes, do I have leverage to say, look, I've got your check, hmm. but I had to drive an hour and a half to you. <laughs> you want your check? <laughs> You're going to drive an hour and a half to me. Have I been a dick? Or like, do I feel like I've got some leverage here? Um, Look, I'd like to be in your... on in your court here on this one. Yeah. And I think it'd be a fantastic flex. Yeah. But ultimately the medical profession will just say, well, we'll just let you fucking die then. Okay. If you don't want to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so they do have the ultimate leverage. It's like, well, okay, we'll just cut you off then. Yeah. So give us the check and come down and see us, or we just don't, we don't proceed any further. And then you're going to be like, yeah. ah, fine. You know, well, the good thing, I don't have to do that scan for another five years. Because about Five then, years? Oh, I you'll get like, true interest on that check. I feel like management, yeah, might have changed. You know, the accounts department will have, like, turned over. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you got this covered. You can lean on the new the new admin, Greeno. When they the new arrive. admin to go, look, I didn't force you to fucking get the check sent to me. Definitely like, worth a shot. Nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Get a little bit back out of the fucking system. Fuck them. Well, we're talking medical. Uh, quick, another quick story time. Boys. So I like stories my, about pinatas. My last medical appointment of the year was uh, yesterday, and it was uh, basically a situation where I'm like, "Look, here's here's where an issue lies," and I've looked at this, and I've I've done what I do. Mm. I've self-diagnosed. Yes, well, I've gone. Course. Look, here's the problem. Here's the fix. Here's how I'm going to fix it. It's cheaper. And here's what we can do. But I'm like, I'm going to do the right thing. I'll, I'll go through the fucking, the dog and pony show that is the appointment. And we'll kind of, we'll see what pans out. So I arrived to the appointment and it comes down to, it was a cholesterol issue, right? So yeah. they're like, okay, look, let's have a look. Let's talk about, uh, here's what I need you to do. That's how they start the conversation. Here's, here's, what, are you, what are you trying to achieve? And I'm like, well, I was told to come here. Mm. So that's what I'm trying to achieve. You saw my results. Your doctor saw my results. They told me to come see you. So this is picking yeah. up from the story of the end of last season where we discovered the cholesterol issue before we started Correct. talking about off That's milk. Right. So this is the follow-up. Okay. This is the follow-up. So nice. now I've gone back and I'm, now this is the fix. This is the fixer to the cholesterol issue. So they're like, oh, what are you trying to achieve? I'm like, well, what, whatever. You, you're the medical professional. You told me. My, the level says here, good is down here. I'm trying to get from here to there. That's what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Ladies, give me this look. Oh, okay. Fair Lay it on me. Give me your best. So she's like, look, the first thing we're going to have to do is we're going to have to talk about your exercise. I'm like, okay, excellent. You do plenty of like, exercise. That, that's my point. Yeah. So she's like, okay, so I need you exercising 30 minutes a day. And she's like, how much exercise do you do at the moment? I'm like, two hours a day. So, okay, well, we'll cross that off the list. Um, what, how do you, uh, uh, next thing we need to change is diet. Uh, what, what's kind of, what's your meals like? And I listed my meals. Yep. And she's like, okay. You uh, must have given her 365 fucking meals because you never eat the same meal twice in one year. So that I must, explained, that must I, have been I an explained effort. It. Yeah. I explained it to the lady. Yeah. I'm like, look, here's the thing. 
I don't eat the same meal twice in six months. Yeah. So what I have to do is I'm like it's a protein based kind of thing. You are so also was, you are also a forensic accountant, so you probably have a fucking spreadsheet of the meals that you've had in the last six months or something sinister like that. Am I wrong? Or? I, I do have a list. Oh, I, I knew it. <laughs> You're a fucking sick man. Oh, I, got yeah. a list. I got a list. You got a list. Ah. <laughs> Fuck hell. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know what I do? And she's like, oh, no, that's that's what I would have advised. Oh. So we're going through all this. Yeah. And she's like, and I can see the brain kind of ticking. She's like, hang on, the dude's fucking fit. The dude exercises two hours a he day. He eats well. He's, 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 he's eating what I'm going to do. You don't excessively like, drink. You drink a yeah. bit, but you're not, but, you're not excessive. So that was the point. So I was like, look, I can see her like a brain ticking. I'm like, look. What, what are the key factors in this? Like, yeah. what's causing this? She's You're like, just so trying to – she's looking for fun shit to eliminate from your life right now, Greeno. She's yeah, looking to make you miserable. She's now. looking. But so far, I'm winning. So Can't you I'm just like, give me a pill or something, you know? <laughs> although, that's the thing. because The doctor just tried to give me a pill. I'm like, no, nah, man, I can do this with fucking – on my own. It's all okay. fine. Um, so – because they get a cut of that. So I'm like, no, nah, fuck them. I'm not going to get – I'm going to give them the satisfaction of getting pill money off me. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. Um because that's the first thing they said. Like, no oh, yacht this, payment for you we'll today, you my this, love. We'll just give you a script. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, Fuck your is script. This gonna, yeah. I said, the, the exact words I said, I'm like, is this going to kill me? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, why am I need a tablet? Can't I just change it with diet and exercise? Like, yeah. And I'm like, well, why are you trying to give me a tablet then? Yeah, because it's we easy. It's easy. And they and like you said, they, they, do, get they, they get a kickback. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was like, okay, look, I, I said, what are the causes of this? And I'm like, oh, fatty foods and salty foods. I'm like, okay. So I'm like. If well, I, I'm not like, eliminating salt. That's out of the fucking like, question. That's no, not going to no, like highly excessive salty foods. I'm like, look, I eat, I eat pretty clean. And like I said, I did, I'm like, if I cut back beers, will that fucking help? I'm like, yes. If you mm. cut back beers, that'll help. I'm like, excellent. So I gave them the answer there. And yeah. like, if I cut back like chips, like crisps and shit, will that help? Oh, yeah, bro. I need to help. interrupt the story. I like yeah. stories about pinatas. Look, I'll. I'll eat a bag of chips every now and then. Uh, lately, I've found these ones. Well, I didn't find them. Lady Books found these ones that they sell at yeah. Aldi of all places. They're mm. salt and cracked pepper. They yeah, are yeah, yeah. fucking amazing. For like, not even like for you know how when you say oh you get it at Aldi. So for Aldi, it's pretty good. No, no, it's not no, even no, no. for Aldi rating. Shit, it yeah. is. It is five gold star top level rated fucking chips. It's some no name brand that you've never heard of. But the flavor and the texture of these things is fucking godlike. They are so good, especially if you do like like cracked pepper. Like it's it tastes like fresh cracked fucking pepper on these things. Yeah, it is nuts. They're so addictive. So recently, I've been hoeing into these fucking <laughs> chips. But nice. I went through like a stage of like because when I was younger, I used to eat like a lot of bags of chips, like salt and vinegar and stuff. There is not one thing that is more unhealthy for you than bags of fucking potato chips. Like, it's known. All the starch and fucking shit that they put in there, it's really bad for your fucking teeth as well. As you know, I don't have the best fucking teeth on planet Earth. And it's got yeah. a lot to do with the fact that I was smoking and drinking coffee and shit when I was like 13. But yeah. on top of that, it's also the potato chips. So they, they're they really bad for you. There's, so, there's probably nothing that's – you're probably better off smoking than you are eating bags of potato chips. They are Just that, eat a fresh potato. Yeah, yeah. yeah eat a fresh potato. Bake your own potato chips. That would be yep. so much better for you. Deep, 100%. deep fry your own potato chips would be better for you, right? Yeah. yeah. But bags of potato chips are like – probably the most unhealthy thing that you can possibly put in your fucking body, like without yeah. question. 
And uh, so I had to quit potato chips, basically. And I did for like, you know, 10 years or so. And like I said, every now and then now I'm into these fucking potato chips, which are these salt and crack pepper things, which are just so good. It's like, you know, I'm tempting death now. Fuck it. I'm dancing on my own grave eating this, but I don't care. These are so good. It's like heroin green. It's so fucking good. But yeah, you really need to scale back the um if you look, if you eat a bag or two, you know, if you eat a bag once a week or something, you'd probably be all right. But it's gone through like I was going through like three tubes of Pringles a week. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Because yeah. I don't I don't really like I don't yeah, I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then before I go to bed, snacking. I smash down, snacking. Smash down a Pringle. Yeah. That's so, the only snack I have. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, well that's okay. I can eliminate that. It's easy. Already done that. So we're, we're sweet. Yeah. I'm like, have a popcorn. And he's like, no, no, no. And here's here's the kicker. So <laughs> here's what made me laugh. So I'm sitting there going, hey, how about I eliminate this, this, and this? Mm. So I'm like, how about popcorn? It's like, oh, look, you what's can wrong have popcorn. with popcorn? Well, because it's salt and butter, right? So they're like, oh, the cholesterol, yeah, right, yeah. cholesterol kicker is like, she's like, you can have that, but just don't buy the triple butter one. I'm like, well, what's the fucking point? That's one of the things I buy. Like, why am I going to have some boring bland popcorn? I'm not going to eat that shit. I'm yeah. going with the triple butter with the fucking salt all over it. That's yeah. the one I like. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, well, that one's no good. No. But then she says like, to me. Uh, popcorn without salt and butter is just like, you may as well eat styrofoam. My, yeah, yeah, just eat a big fucking, yeah, it's styrofoam. flavorless fucking chewy it's crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, there is no point. Yeah. I eat that to my dog, man. That's how fucking bad <laughs> The dog is. wouldn't even fucking eat that shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally turning his nose to it the other way. He's like, nah, man. Bro, I'm not shit. eating styrofoam. You know? Yeah. It's no Fuck. good. Um, but then she turns to me and she's like, have you tried the chocolate topping popcorn? What? And I'm like, aren't you meant to be giving me fucking health advice here? I'm like, no, no, I haven't tried that. <laughs> like, it's so good. Like, I had like a little bit. I'm like, I had to eat the whole bag. I'm like, you're not helping the fucking situation, you lady. No, I'm trying yeah. to fucking eliminate shit. Thanks, Doc. <laughs> and you're telling me about these chocolate fucking soft popcorns that sound amazing. So have so, you tried them? I haven't, no. Okay. But, so I get through that and I'm like, okay, I'm like, how about processed food? So you do a little, I'm like, is it like, I, so I'm like, I eat fucking pretty healthy, but I, man, do I fucking smash down some salami? And he's like, oh, that's super high in fat. I'm like, mm. so I eliminate that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So I get through all that, and then I've realized, so she's written this care plan for me, and I'm looking at the care plan afterwards, and I'm like, this is just what I fucking said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how about I eliminate, I, I, I cut back on beer, I stop drinking chips, I uh, stop eating chips, I stop eating salami. And I eat like non-buttered popcorn. So you like, could yeah, have you good. could have written this for yourself, basically. So I did it myself. Yeah. I'm like, I literally walked in. And I'm like, how about I eliminate these five? What things? are you getting paid for, Doc? Well, thankfully, it didn't cost me anything. Well, no, free. but you went in there, and all she did was recommend chocolate-covered fucking popcorn to you. Ooh. That's basically. Nice, Gary. Check that out. I will give her a fucking nice Gary though, because mm. when she's like, "Look, when we say eliminate," she's like, "Don't be like, don't be a fucking dick about it. Mm. Like, you can have some beers. Just don't fucking drink twenty beers in a session." I'm like, "Well, what's the point then?" Yeah, like she's like, well, have, have one or two, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. No, it's no very difficult point. to stick to that. I'd uh, rather just, yeah, I'd rather just have none. Steph's, <laughs> Steph's in the chat, Greeno. Good to see you, Steph. Yeah, boy. Yeah, well done. He said, Pringles cut the roof of my mouth like Captain Crunch. Popcorn is like rice cakes, but with buttery, sultry goodness. Chocolate popcorn sounds dark. Yeah. Nice, wow. Gary. Solid. Yep. So there you go. Pringles cut the roof of his mouth, Greeno. Yeah, well, one of the unfo- yeah, yeah, putting it in sideways. Yeah, don't go that way. <laughs> It'll do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta put it in flat first, Greeno. It sounds flat. like the kind of shit you have to pay six thousand dollars for seven hours at, at an SM bar for. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, oh, good story, Greeno. I love it. Uh, speaking of sickness, can we bring this one up, please? Because I found this yeah. very entertaining. 
Why is Deadspin Karen J. Phillips trying to ruin this little kid's life? They're accusing him of blackface, but conveniently left out his full face, which was painted at the game. So basically, long story short, yeah, a journalist at Deadspin. I've never heard of fucking Deadspin. Well, Deadspin's like a, a big ESP, American ESPN yeah, cutoff spinoff. Yeah, right. Nah, not not a spinoff. It's it's its own thing. Okay. Um, trying to be. Because look at their look at their little logo though. It's even trying to look like a sports ESPN. Like they've even got the same kind of you know how ESPN has that line through the top of their. So I could be wrong. I think uh, Deadspin's kind of like an independent online paper type thing. Mm. Um, they contract like you know big name players. So a guy called Dan Lebertard who used to work at ESPN. Oh, I've heard that name. A, yeah, yeah. The writer at the Miami Herald. Yep. Um, he. He got banned by the Baseball Hall of Fame mm. from voting, even though he had a right to. Right. Because he sold, like, he basically gave his vote to Deadspin and said, I'm going to let the fans vote on who they want me to vote for for the Hall of Fame. It's pretty funny. And, and gave Deadspin. And they found out it was him that sold his vote right. to Deadspin. And, yeah, he ended up, like, they've revoked well, his. Well, if he sold membership. it, that's not as good. If he well, just he gave it. it to he, them. Yeah, he gave it. Like, he was asked to do an article. He's like, well, yeah. here's my article. And I'm gonna like get the people to decide who they think should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, the people and who read Deadspin, yeah. Well, the people who read Deadspin, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's like an independent paper, but it's it's got a very woke culture. The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress, Greeno. No, 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 hey, hey, we're all equals, right? We're all humans, Greeno. Uh, <laughs> so the fan who has blackface on. And here he is. <laughs> so if you're listening to the podcast, he has half of his face paint, painted black, but the other half painted red, red. in now, the colours of the Kansas City Chiefs. Someone, so someone, like, people pointed this out after the fact. So they're like, fuck, what are we going to do now? So then they changed tact. Yeah. And they said it was offensive because he was impersonating uh, uh, an Indigenous American. Yeah. But then it yeah. turns out that he is also technically, uh, by heritage, also an American Indian. Green, are you to know? So he was respecting his history. Well, if anything. <laughs> so, I mean, the fantastic part about this was, <clears throat> now, I uh, this became like a few days of Twitter activity for me, was just monitoring this Karen J. Phillips guy's fucking Twitter who's, account. Who's Karen J. Phillips? Karen J. Phillips is a writer for Deadspin. He's a Pulitzer nominee, Greeno, which, and I want to focus in on that. Uh, He's Pulitzer loser. No, 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 no. It's even worse than that. Pulitzer nominee. So much like the Hollywood Walk of Fame, the Walk of yeah. the Stars, right? Anyone can nominate themselves to win a Pulitzer. Did you know this? Uh, no, I did not know you, this. Oh yeah, I, I found out. Surprised. So you Pulitzer can pay. Like you can pay. Thing. You can pay a fee, and you can oh. put in. Yes. How much? <laughs> how much is this fee? I don't I know. Because I want the block to be Pulitzer nominated. <laughs> You can pay money and nominate yourself for the Pulitzer Prize and then at that point you'll get a letter back and say you have been nominated, at which point you technically become a Pulitzer nominee, Greener. Wow. Yeah, so this insane. guy is very fucking full of himself. Like, yes. Okay. 2019 NABJ Award winner, okay, PABJ Journalist of the Year in 16. Okay, now... So it became a little uh, like a morning ritual of mine. When I was taking a shit in the morning, Green, I would jump on Twitter and I would jump on Karen J. Phillips' Twitter feed and everything he was tweeting 
was getting ratioed into fucking oblivion. And wait, can you just scroll back one sec? So it's and what was it, what was his profile? What was the award winner? NAD NABJ award winner. Oh, NABJ. Sorry, I was like, yeah. like hang on. Yeah. This sounds like you should pay $6,000 for that. NABJ. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, PA, and PABJ, Greeno. Okay. So it's the NABJ recognizes journalism that best covers the black experience. Oh, black experience. So it's nice, issues yeah. affecting worldwide black community. Mm. So for us, by us. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, it's, not a, it's not the kind of award that you would associate with someone who kind of transcends color and culture and, you know, cuts through. It's just like... Not a word that we've heard of before, but that may no. just be naivety. Okay. Your little fine. your little corner of the world, you you're good. Okay. Ah, so there you go. National Association of Black Journalists. Is okay. National Association of Black Journalists Award winner. Okay. And right. the PABJ so Greeno Journalist uh, of the Year in 2016. The PA ble- so he's the NA is the National the Association of Black Journalists. What's the PA? Well, hang on, wait, 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 wait. So, what did you just say? Journalist of the Year 2016 yep. is For the PABJ. That's Lester Holt who won it in 2016. Oh, well, he's saying he's the 28, uh, the 2016 PABJ Journalist of the Year, Greener. Uh, not according to, to Google. Oh, so he's a liar as well. Uh, wait, and, and wait. Jay, no, not, he's not Emerging Journalist of the Year. Lifestyle of Achievement 2016. No, nothing. Yep. Uh, foreign journalists, no. Best practices, no. Student chapter, chapter of the year, president's award, at least. No, his name is not on there. Okay. Well, that's a fact check for you right there, Karen. Are you sure it was 2016? <laughs> that's what it says in the in his bio, Greener. Award winner, 2016, PABJ, journalist of the year. Uh, award winner, 2016, Karen Phillips. Anyway, I'm going to double check it. 2016 Journalist of the Year was Lester Holt from NBC Nightly News. Lester Holt wins a lot of fucking awards. So he's fucking made that up too. He didn't fucking win shit. Award winner. So he he won. He maybe he won some kind of award. No, I'm looking at every possible award that these fuckers hand out. Yep. And his name is not on here. What's the, what's the fucker's name? P A B J uh, Journalist of the Year. Karen Phillips, I swear. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do control F. Karen. His name does not exist on the Wikipedia website of any award. This winner. name does not exist in this dojo, Greeno, does it? He does not. This, exactly. <laughs> he's a fucking, he's a liar. He's a, <laughs> well, he is a journalist. Nice, Gary. My nice, word. Like, that literally took me two seconds to look up who was the 2016 Journalist of the Year. It was Lester Holt in 2016. He's but, never won Journalist of the Year. But did he win well, the PABJ Journalist of the Year this award? Is, this is PABJ Journalist of the Year. Okay. Well, there you have it. Greener? There, there he is. Oh, wait. No, this is national. Anyway, national. Ah. Okay, what is PABJ? Anyway, sorry. I'm going I'm to look up PABJ. Now, PAG... PJ is the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists. Screen. Oh, <laughs> I'm looking at the national. I could be wrong here. Hang on, let's have a look. Who's the winner? No one fucking. Oh, can't even find the winner. So he won an award in Philadelphia, Greeno. Yeah, yeah amongst the black journalists in Philadelphia. I, I, it's so hard to find who won this fucking thing. Okay. Like this looks like a website I would have set up. This is. <laughs> Well, like a, there's a, they've got a link to it here. Let's have a quick look. 
Have a quick look, shall we? Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists. We aim to increase the number of black media professionals and combat racism in the show media. Me, show me the winners. I can't find the winners anywhere. Join the PABJ. Okay. I can't verify this. Yep. I can't verify that he was a winner. He's, he's not on the awards and scholarship gala of 2022. Okay. No. He's not there. Uh, I went to the history. There's nothing. Oh, here, wait. Here we go. Awards. Okay. Let's go to the awards, awards section. Yep. Uh, 2022. Call for nomination. Oh, so you can nominate yourself? Can you really? Nice. Call for nominations for the 2021 PABJ Awards are now open. We can nominate ourselves, Damo. Can we become uh, winners of the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists Award, Greedo? Why not? All right. Well, I can if not, not us, who else? You know? Who else? I cannot find a historical record of the winners. Okay. I can find their COVID-19 policy, though. So that's well, look, I'm sure he won it. I'm sure he won the Philadelphia Association of Black Journalists Award, Greeno. Or did he realise, he went on the website and was like, hey, there's no fucking record of these awards. I could say I won it. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Okay. I was about to put it on there. Okay. So I'm going to change our profile yeah. to, uh, to 2014. <laughs> Winners of the <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> Association of Black Journalists Award. Yes. Done. Nice Gary. Block. Nice Gary. <laughs> and if anyone asks, we'll say well, our biggest inspiration is Karen Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> you should have a look. He does great work. Well, no, it's the NABJ Award winner. He wasn't an NABJ Award winner either. Uh, what was he? 2019 NAB. NABJ award winner. Well, let's have a look at what the NABJ is. That's the one I was just on, the National Association of Black Black Journalists. Yes. Black journalists. Okay. That's what I was just on. His name didn't appear anywhere. Okay. So he's lied about two awards. He's they won. do, to their credit, though, they do have a lot of, mo- of emojis in there. Um, All the emojis. You've got a yeah. microphone, you've got a couple of microphones, you've got a laptop, you've got a, a camera, you've got a film. Yeah. You've got the sound up and down. Uh, the sound is muted, though, which is kind of ironic. Right. <laughs> what Just pointing it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you, I drowned your segment once. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, so it became a little thing of mine to um, check out Karen J. Phillips' Twitter feed because, uh, you know, obviously he was getting some, what we would call Greeno in the biz, he was getting some robust feedback. From, he's also he's also a journalist who locks his account. Oh no, you get we'll get to that. Don't worry. Okay. So I was going to Karen J. Phillips' Twitter feed and I was having a look at his tweets and yeah. you know he was putting things out like so he he deleted this tweet right and then he was trying to just carry you know when it's it's the equivalent the journalist equivalent of when you when someone cuts you off in traffic and they don't make eye contact with you they pretend like you're not there. And you're yeah. like, you fucking see me. I know you fucking see me. You just fucking cut me off. Fuck you, you know? And they yeah. stare at, they, as Jerry Seinfeld called it, Greeno, the stare ahead. They give you the stare ahead where they just keep staring down the road and pretend like you're not there. So yeah. he did the stare ahead on Twitter where he was posting like, you know, everything and anything other than the issue that everyone was talking about in regards yeah. to him. So he'd post like a random story about NBA or basketball or something or some other sport. And his he would get like say three likes and nine hundred or a thousand replies, and yeah. all of the replies are like, "Why are you trying to ruin a child's life? <laughs> Why are you accusing this child of racism? What the hell is wrong with you? Why haven't you been fired yet? This kid's yeah. gonna sue you." Blah 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 blah. 
So just before this show started, I thought, oh, yeah, I remember this Karen J. Phillips thing because that was last week, you know, and time moved so fast. So I'll quickly jump on Karen J. Phillips' uh, Twitter feed and see, you know, if the ratio party is still going. Because it was a ratio party, Greeno. Everyone was invited, you know. It was fucking fantastic for a few days there. Everyone was going in and just getting in on the ratio party. And I jumped on and look at this. Look at this. Oh, it's Gary. He is now, he's protected his account. So only uh, approved followers can now see his tweets, which I would have thought... Okay, I guess he's not going to be winning any PABJ awards anytime soon because as a journalist, don't you want everyone to see your stuff? When yeah. you're a journalist, you, like, <laughs> yeah. doesn't, this, doesn't this defeat the purpose of being in the media? It's like, no, no, no. I'll, I'm only going to allow people that I choose to read my stuff. It's like, well, hang on a minute. I thought you were a fucking fearless journalist here, bro. You put opinion yeah. out and you put stories out because, hey, you're fighting the man. You're fighting for truth. You're fighting for the fucking better world, bro. You're yeah. fighting for, Greeno, you're fighting for visibility for your people, Greeno. Aren't you? Mm-hmm. Aren't you? And what are you protecting it for then? Well, <laughs> this, I just want to point this out is here. like ass backwards. This guy is <laughs> apparently a two-time award-winning journalist, which we can't find any record of him winning the award. Okay. 11,000 followers, mm-hmm. right? Pulitzer that nominee, Greeno. Pulitzer nominee. That doesn't seem like much. So I'm like, look, who is the most hacky journalist I can fucking think of? Oh. In Australia. Oh, in Australia? Can, oh, it's got to be fucking, can, it's got to be our guy from the te- the Telegraph, Greeno. It's the fucking buzzard. Buzzard. So, <laughs> buzzard, who is literally the fucking worst journalist in the history of Phil Rothfield, Greeno. 97,000 followers. <laughs> Has, has Phil won any awards, by the way? Phil is uh, maybe biggest alky. I don't know, but it's, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's no good. So Phil, in a in a like a in a third tier market that is Australia, because remember we've only got like 25, 26 million people here. Okay, he also only talks about one sport. He only talks about only, rugby league. It's only followed on the Eastern Seaboard. Yep, and and in, in three like cities, a, yep. and a portion of that Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. Uh, um, like, yeah, got a fraction. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's nine times bigger than Karen J. Mm-hmm. Phillips. Yeah. Fucking fantastic stuff. Phillips nominee, 2020 NABJ award winner, which we can't verify, yep. and the PABJ generously year, which we can't verify. I either. just find it fucking hilarious that he's this guy who's, who his whole, his whole professional reputation is about standing up and speaking truth and being fearless for your mm-hmm. community. And here you are. <laughs> with your tweets, with your posts protected because you yeah. don't want everybody to see it. But that kind of fucking defeats the purpose, doesn't nice, it? Nice, Gary. So well done, Karen J. Phillips. Well done. Locked a hero. Well, Absolute yeah, hero. hero, yeah. And I guess, you know, there's a, the lesson here is, you know, don't take one picture of a kid at a football game and try to make yeah. out like he's doing fucking blackface. You, you blackface. pathetic, you pathetic, cowardly, <laughs> Sick, snake-like individual. You pathetic yeah. were. See, you are the reason. Not that you're not the reason that people dislike black people. You're the reason that people dislike journalists. <laughs> Do you get yeah. it? Do you, it's got nothing to do with you being black. You're just a yeah. fucking prick. You're a piece of shit, regardless yeah. of your color. Trying to get clicks. Trying to get engagement. You clickbait, fucking yeah. scumbag. You scumbag. Yeah. 
And when you're and when you know, rather than back it up, what have you done? You fucking run and hid. Like people, a people, fucking people called coward. you out. Yeah. People called you out in your bullshit. He's like, hey, I'm gonna attend to this. Yeah. I wish you if I could block my account. Yeah. And so you're a journalist with a blocked account. Nice Gary, mate. Nice That's the equivalent Gary. of sticking your head up your own asshole. All right? I'm a journalist. I want people to read my stuff. Who can read my stuff? Well, nobody. <laughs> nobody. Interesting business strategy. It's like being uh, a musician and, and doing your album debut in a house for the fucking deaf. Okay? Congratulations. Well, nobody can hear it. Okay? Aaron, You're a fucking legend. What Aaron Phillips is the, is the podcast equivalent of our show. We put it out there. We never promote it. We don't care if anyone listens. Yeah. We just do it. Yeah, maybe we should protect. Maybe what we need to do is start accusing children of doing uh, blackface, and then we'll get famous, Greeno. Yeah, but we'll do the opposite. We'll start off protected, and then we'll we'll open up our timeline once everyone starts sending us hate. Yeah, hey, if you like that, come. We got heaps more. (laughs) We got heaps more. Wait till you hear the shit we say about sex workers. Okay, (laughs) you're gonna love it. Fantastic. Well done, Karen J. Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. Utterly fantastic. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Damo, this, this popped up last week. Henry Kissinger. Dead at 100. Now, look. Good knock, I, by the I, way. Nice, Gary. I, I don't know. Nice, Gary. Like, I, I don't want to kind of uh, be putting out controversial opinions, but I, I feel sometimes I need to take a stand. Yeah. yeah. Um, take a stand. Do what's right, Greeno. Take, take the Carriage A. Phillips approach and speak truth to power. How long are we going to sit here silent mm. to the silent killer yeah. that is the fucking COVID vaccination? <laughs> Henry Kissinger fighting fit at 100 years of age. I guess it's taken too soon, Damo. Greener. Too soon. What's <laughs> in prayers, Damo? Fucking for prayers. Another victim I, of the vax. Another victim <laughs> of the vax, Damo. <laughs> He Henry fell on his Kissinger. own vax sword, didn't he, Greta? <laughs> Out there promoting the vax and world wars, and it was the vax Ooh. that got him, ironically. <laughs> war, war hero, Damo. Yeah. Absolute war hero, yeah. depending on which way you look at history. Well, uh, <laughs> ask the Palestinians. <laughs> not sure they're big. Not sure they're a fan That's of good. Henry Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. So, this is the kind of shit we have to block. Yeah. We need to block. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. I had one jo- I had one gag for that and that was it. You know, Henry Kissinger did blackface once, Greeno, at a Chiefs game. I said he did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I said he would have. Think of blackface, Damo. How yeah. do we feel about Indian face? Oh, I love uh, Indian face. Talk to yeah. me. Now you sent this you sent this through, and if you're a new listener to the show. Yeah. Um, Greeno doesn't do politics. He doesn't really. He did he dabbled in it in the last election uh here in Australia. Politics has generally been like if we if we're talking in like a backyard barbecue situation, politics is generally my realm. That's where I kind of that's 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 the kind of corner I dominate in the backyard conversations. Uh, as long uh, as well with our mate, uh, the former opening bat, opening bowler of the St. Clair Hawks under twelve Bs, Joel Sosnowski. Yeah. Uh, but we we tend, we generally take a more philosophical approach to politicians and politics. We don't really get too much into the personal identity stuff, and that's been me pretty much you know all along. Mm-hmm. I don't really care too much for the individual. It's more about you know the we're talking about the the macro, not the micro kind of thing. Really. Yeah. So I was very surprised when you sent this through to us and said, "Hey, 
you know, what, 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 what did you say exactly? Hey, check this guy out. Is this guy? No, I think what Greeno said was, uh, was does this like, guy have a chance of winning or not? Basically, no, it was like, does this guy have a chance of winning, or is he just saying this because he knows he's not going to win and he's just trying to get some headlines? Yeah. And either like, way, I was yeah. like, I like, I, I like what this guy's saying because there's an interesting platform to go on. Yeah. Vote for me. I'm going to sack a fucking bunch of people. Yeah. Now. All right, so I'll give you a quick little story time. I like stories about pinatas. Do you remember Greeno in my house? You know, you remember the house I grew up in when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember my wardrobe that was covered in stickers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had, for years and years and years growing up, I had this big yellow wardrobe. I didn't have a built-in robe back in those days, right? We we, mm-hmm. we were poor folk. We had, like, actual wardrobes oh, there was in no, the room. There was no built-ins in our suburbs. no built-ins had anyway. had your own wardrobe. Yes. And, and it had two, two doors and two drawers. That's it. Basically, yeah. Two big clothes in all of it. That's right. Two big doors on the front and two drawers underneath, and that's all you had. And my wardrobe was like this bright yellow thing. I'm sure they bought it from a garage sale or something. The folks, it was you garage know. sale, op shop, whatever it may yeah. have been. That shit was old. Man. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was 30 years old before I got it. You know. Yeah, but and we put some fucking fun stickers on it, and it was a fun, a fun wardrobe. So growing up, whenever I would get like, you know, because you just get stickers all the time. Well, you used to when you were a kid. Everyone was always giving you stickers wherever you go. You know, Maccas would give you stickers. School would give you stickers. Fucking, you know, they were handing out stickers left, right, and center back in the day. Bumper stickers, badge stickers, the lot. I So whatever sticker I got, I would take home and I would slap on my wardrobe. And until, you know, when I moved out, I think I was like 17-ish or thereabouts, this wardrobe was fucking covered in stickers. Okay, Like there was no room left on the wardrobe. <laughs> You took that wardrobe to that first house, didn't you? I did, yeah. And I, I eventually—I swear, swear I helped you move that fucking wardrobe. Yes, I took it with me because because <laughs> of the memories, Greeno. Because of the yeah. memory berries. I'm like, look at all those fucking stickers here. This is like Ooh. this is like 17 years of upbringing worth of stickers yeah. on this fucking thing. But there was one sticker that I had more than any of the others, and this is 100% hand on heart, a true story. And I got them from the old man Baz Greeno. And this probably I was a bit too young to appreciate his political. I wish he was still alive, actually, so I could ask him what his political opinions were because we never really talked about politics. He was never really interested in it. Um, But I think I know why. (laughs) These stickers that I got from him, I got like 30 of them from him and I just slapped them at different random places and it was just a little yellow sticker and it just said, sack a politician. Nice, Gary! So it was like a little badge that you would wear on election day, apparently. Yeah. And it's just sack a politician. And it's not the politician. It's not sack the prime minister. It's not sack John Smith. It's not sack Mary Smith. It's none of that. Sack Same. a politician. I don't care who. Yeah. Just sack anyone. Yeah. Like, just yeah. sack one or all. I don't mind. Make it like Survivor. Just sack like a politician. One a day. Yes. Yeah. Just get rid of one. Okay. <laughs> that was his political outlook, I think, was just get rid of a politician. I don't care who it is. Let's okay. give Baz a nice Gary. Nice Gary. <laughs> just get rid of him. <laughs> so... I had sack a politician all over if this you fucking sat down with Baz, I guarantee if you sat down with Baz yeah. uh, before he passed and yeah. you're like, hey, man, let's fucking talk a little bit of politics, that yeah. literally would have been his platform. Just no, sack him. Just get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would, yeah. Right. He'd probably say, oh, they're full of shit. Don't, don't. who gives a fuck, you know? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, so yeah, this, this, um, what you, the question that you asked, uh, you know, 
can this guy win? Like, cause that, that really hit home that, that reminded me of all of that, you know? Yeah. And it's probably like, come to think of it. It's just occurred to me now, maybe, you know, 17 or 18 years of waking up, looking at those stickers every day, maybe shaped my political views. <laughs> <Greener. It's laughs> so <laughs> just fucking get rid of them. All of them. Eight, we don't need them. Age, <laughs> we'll say a politician every morning. Let's just fire them all. Who cares? Let's. I'm convinced now. Let's just let AI run shit. Okay. (laughs) Let's just AI AI take over. Yeah. Let's embrace Skynet. Fuck it. Uh, We had our chances, humans, and we fucked it up. Okay. Fucked it up. We dropped the ball. (laughs) So Greeno sent this through. Jim Edward, thanks for joining us in chat. Green Edward sent this. uh, Green Edward. Greeno sent this through. And he said, does this guy have a chance of winning or not? And I said, sadly, no, he's not going to win. He's definitely not going to win. But this was during the Republican primary debate, Greener. This used to be a big deal back in the day. When you so which one's the- Republican? Is that the one in power or not in power? That is the, the Republican is the elephant and the Democrat is the donkey. So who's, who's current? Who's, who's so Biden? Joe Biden is a Democrat. Okay. Donald Trump and is a Republican. Was, yeah. Where's, where's Trump in this thing? Uh, well, Trump wasn't invited. I, well, either he wasn't invited or he didn't want to go. So he's, he's, he doesn't do the debates, but he can put his name on the ballot. Yep. Anyone can okay. put their name on the ballot. I remember in 19... Oh, what's his name? Karen, Karen Phillips. I remember in... on the ballot. Karen Phillips can put his name on the ballot. Anyone can be a Pulitzer nominee, Greta. I remember in 2000, Mary Carey ran for president. She was a porn star back in the, the 90s. Porn star. That's yeah. right. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah, she ran good. for... She ran for president. So anyone can anyone can run for president. So, But this guy's running for president. He got himself on the debate stage. Now, to get on the primary debate stage, you need to have a certain amount of pollsters. Like, so they put a poll yeah, out. He's there or thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, he's around the mark. He's around the yeah. mark. But the problem is none of them are going to win because the, I think the fundamental problem here is that Trump will still get the majority of Republican votes, but he's not going to get, like, so he might, Trump will probably win the Republican nomination. So all of these other guys on the debate stage are not going to win just because Trump is just going to eat them up. Like, as each one drops out, they'll all go to Trump kind of thing. But Trump yeah. probably won't win the presidency, I don't think. So, you know, like, all of these guys that you see here, they probably don't have a chance of winning anything. Okay. That's, that's the bottom line. And we're kind of early in the election cycle for the US, so they will they'll start dropping out, right? Um, but anyway, so this is what's his name, Vivek Ramaswamy. Now I, I quite like him, you know. A lot of what he says, like I, I go, yeah, that's fucking right, you know. I really like that. So Greeno sent this through. I, I don't mean to interrupt because yeah. I was like, I'm now intrigued by this Mary Carey thing. She was running for California governor, and her. Uh, a running mate was Gary Coleman. The fucking That's right. It was. Approach. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it. Her and uh Gary Coleman were on Jerry Springer once talking about there their election go. campaign. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but Fuck I was like yeah. I'm Gary intrigued Coleman. by this presidential campaign. Mary yeah. Carey and Gary Coleman. Now see that's Gary a ticket Coleman. I could vote for. No, I'll get on Gary. that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. We'll resurrect Gary Coleman. Sack a politician greeter. <laughs> Fuck it. it, we can't do any worse. So let's see what Vivek's uh, got to say. And let's see, more interestingly to me, is 
What about this struck you so much that you, who would never normally engage in any kind of political discussion, especially not about the US politics, what what hit you hard enough to send this through to kind of prompt a conversation about it? I'm very intrigued because I haven't watched this clip yet. So let's have a look. Okay. Here's the dirty little secret in American politics today. The people who we elect to run the government are not the ones who are even actually running the government. It is the bureaucrats in those three-letter agencies that are writing regulations that Congress never gave them the authority to write. And the good news is a U.S. president can absolutely fix that. That takes a U.S. president with a spine. So what I've said is in my administration, by the end of year one, we will have a 75% reduction in the number of federal bureaucrats. We will shut down government agencies that should not exist. We will rescind any regulation that fails the test of West Virginia versus EPA, which is the most important Supreme Court case of our life. Can I just say a little nice Gary to um, nice Gary. this new demographic that's been coming out, say, over the last 10 years, Greeno, the based Indian. They're out there, aren't they? The based Indians who don't give a fuck. I kind of, I kind of like them. I've always got on well with Indians. Um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like working for Indians, and maybe this, what this guy's saying, is evidence to that. Like he's going to sack seventy five percent of the fucking workforce on the first day when he takes government. You're so, not sure. <laughs> so you know, but <laughs> working for Indians is kind of tough. I used to work for Indians when I was a removalist, and so the mm-hmm. whole company was run by Indians, and they they don't like paying you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have to kind of fight them to get your pay and they like to work you into the ground. And if you say, you know, look, we can't do that because we've been working for 20 hours. They're like, oh, you're fucking lazy Australians then, huh? You know, like you say, they're kind of pieces of shit to work for. But they're yeah. good. They're good guys to work with, right? They're good guys yeah, to work yeah, with. Yeah, hard workers. But yeah. bad guys yeah, to work not. for. You know, they yeah. used to rock up in their Ferraris and shit. And it's yeah. like, oh, God. Remember I put out on a tweet, uh, I put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago and it's, it's this is a true meme because I've been working in the corporate world the last couple of years, Greener. Why is it that Indian guys in the corporate world dress like 1980s fucking cocaine dealers? What is that? Have you look, noticed man. that? Well, they, that's the sunglasses, the fucking Hawaiian shirts and shit that they wear to the office. What are you doing, man? They wear those fucking tanned pants into the office on like in the corporate world. Like, fucking hell, man. They're living in the 1980s. It's fucking nuts. Have you noticed that? Well, because well, uh, realistically, India is still in about 1960. So the 1980s nice is almost the future. Nice, Gary! Not 860. They're like, <laughs> they're, yeah. still, they're still shitting in the streets, Credo. That's what I mean. They don't know how to wash their hands. <laughs> Fuck me. Let's get on the toilet paper. Like, that's it. If Congress didn't delegate that to an administrative agency, then it's unconstitutional. These are seismic changes. These are big changes that the next president can deliver without asking Congress for permission or for forgiveness. And I want people to understand that distinction because people have been sold myths by politicians for a long time saying, I'm going to work with Congress to do this or that. Much of what you've heard on the stage from the other politicians fit that description. They need Congress. The things that I'm promising you, this is what the leader of the executive branch gets to do under Article 2 of the Constitution. Thank you, sir. Cut down the bureaucracy. Well, that's how we grow our economy and put the Federal Reserve in its place. This is part of the crypto no, no. discussion. No, no, no. 90% Mr. headcount reduction at the you're, Fed. You're out of t- there you go. All right. He got cut off, Greener. The no, band played him off. So talk to me. What appealed to you enough to send this through to have a little, to bring it up as a, as a talking point? Because this is something that I would never expect to get from you. Uh, I just I just love the fact that there was a politician who's like his platform was I want to sack seventy five percent of the government. Fuck yeah. Nice, Gary. I just I'm like 
That's I'm, I don't think I've ever heard that from a politician before. No. Like it's all about yeah, we're gonna fucking drop us the boys. We're gonna work, like like the guy said, fucking we're gonna work with Congress, blah blah. blah. No no no, fucking just sack them all. Fuck them. Yep. Like a politician. Well, you, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, that's my platform. Like from yeah. a political that's, standpoint, that's it's like more. we have way too many politicians. Yeah, like, we have way too many yeah. governments and way too many politicians and He's way like too, too many, many laws. Yeah. yeah. So like even Donald Trump, like. Trump is seen as the guy who's going to take a sword to the to the uh, bureaucracy, and you know, or basically, the, when he, when you boil it down, the difference is, you know, the on the left side of politics, they want more government po- uh, employees, and on the right side of politics, they want less government employees. Right? When you on this one particular issue, when you boil it down, more or less. But the more or less that they argue over is so minute and incidental; it's barely worth fucking arguing over in the first place. Like, you know, the right, the left side of politics says, "Oh well, we want we want to give you know an, an extra couple of billion dollars to this particular sector," and it's like, but in the grand scheme of things, that's really fuck all, right? It's nothing. Yeah. And on the other side, it's the same deal. Oh, we're going to cut, you know, we're going to cut, you know, five percent of the government workforce and save this amount of money. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, that's really fuck all too. Yeah. Does it like that's not going to change anything? Like inflation will, <laughs> inflation will take over any government savings that you get from spending in the first place in the first twelve months anyway. So what's the fucking difference? Like it's a fake argument most of the time between the two sides. This, <laughs> this, like you said, this guy coming in and said, "No, let's let's get rid of three quarters of the fuckers on day one." You're like, all right, all right. Oh, I, 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 I just want to see it happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're out there and you work for the government. Like, I appreciate that, you know, but you should rest easy knowing that he's not going to win. So you don't worry too much. Yeah, but, you're fucking, you fucking cushy job that you don't really need is fucking, you're still <laughs> You're all good. You're, you're going to be sweet. But yeah. I just appreciate the fact that it's a talking point, you know. 100%. Let's fucking it's get got, rid of them. Get rid of all of them. Got me interested. I'm, like, yeah. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm Team Vivek. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. Now, so what I found. Uh, what really I appreciate about this is obviously the based Indian approach. Now, so you've you who someone is someone who does not dabble in politics, generally speaking, mm-hmm. has sent me this based Indian Vivek Ramaswamy, and you know he's making headlines. Jim N words in the chat, and he said basically everyone on this stage is getting like ten percent of the vote, and Trump is getting like sixty percent of the vote. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I was saying. Like, the, none of them are going to be the nominee. Trump's going to be the nominee. Well, it's a broken system. Aren't these people better than the dude that lost the last election? Well, um, funny you say that because uh, Steph is saying there's no way Trump doesn't win versus Biden. Dude, you already saw Trump lose against Biden. No, yeah. it's already no, happened. So yeah. if you believe that the last – now, you can say that the last election was rigged and, you know, that Trump sh- is the president and Biden – shouldn't be the president, but doesn't the fact that Biden now being the president who now has control of government, doesn't that mean that they're, if you believe that, that it's more likely that it's going to be even more rigged? (laughs) (laughs) You know, because now they're in power. So before they weren't even in power and if they managed to cheat and rig it and and win the election without being in power, how do you figure that Trump's going to win the next one? So that's what I'm saying to you. Trump's not going to win the next election, man. He's not. No, nah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't I, matter. I sent I sent you the solution during the week. Yeah. Vice President Kamal. Kamal, not Kamala, not Kamala Harris, but Kamal. No. But before we no. get to Kamala, because she's before we get to Kamala, I want to show you another based Indian greener who's also oh. running for president. All right. 
So Vivek Ramaswamy talking about sacking 75% of the government workforce is pretty outrageous, isn't it? It's pretty out there. That's right. I love him. It's pretty wild stuff. Now I want to introduce you to Dr. Shiva Ayudari, MIT, PhD, Greeno, and he's got inventor of email in his yeah. Twitter handle. Now let's see what he thinks about the upcoming election. He is also running for president, Greeno. Every presidential candidate except me sucks Zionist hawk. That may not sound presidential, but in fact, it's very presidential because I represent the American worker who does not want us to be cocksuckers of Zionism. Donald Trump sucks Zionist hawk. Nikki Haley sucks <laughs> Zionist hawk. Vivek the snake sucks Zionist hawk. Chris Christie, Booby fucking Kennedy, Joe Biden, all of these people. The only people that don't suck Zionist hawk are the American workers who are being screwed. I'm an American worker. I'm one of us. But Donald Trump is no different than any one of them. They all serve Israel. Bernie Sanders, for example, is an Israeli citizen. Anthony Blinken is an Israeli citizen. The head of the CDC is an Israeli citizen. All of these people are Israeli citizens. All of these people work together against the American working people. There's a lot of liberal Zionists who are out there saying, cease fire, peace now. I've seen that for 40 years. It doesn't get us anywhere. All that <laughs> cease fire does is let Israel pull back, then go bomb the shit out of the Palestinians again. The only way to end this is we must end the occupation. Ending the occupation means beginning with ending the occupation of America by Zionism. Zionists have taken over every seat of power of the United States. If we're going to free Palestine, we must end the occupation of America by Zionism. If there's anyone who should get military aid, it should be the Palestinian people. I'm not talking about Hamas, by the way, all those morons who think Hamas represents the Palestinian people. Hamas was created by Israel. So when you see Hamas, replace it with Israel. We need to build a bottoms up movement. Go to ShivaForPresident.com and volunteer. There you go. <laughs> Uh, okay. uh, <laughs> Donald Trump sucks Zionist cock, Greta. Now, wouldn't you love um, to see him on this stage here with this guy? Right? Because people there, people would be watching fucking uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, God, I hate these fucking things. Uh, people would be watching Vivek Ramaswamy going, man, this guy, he's, he's, he's full on, isn't he? Like, he, yeah. he, he fucking goes there. He goes, he takes, he takes that extra step. He, he goes the extra mile. And then you would have this guy come out and he called him yeah. Vivek the Snake, sucks Zionist yeah. cock. Why can't now, we get him uh, on the stuff? Nice. You know, you know, where he lost me. A couple of points. So let's go back to Dr. Sorry, Green. I'll just have to point out Jim Enward in the chat. How many Indians are allowed in here? Jesus Christ. That's what I'm telling you. The based Indians will be ruling the world before too long. Right. They're good. Because you, you have to choose, right? You're going to have to make a choice, right? India has 1.4 billion people. China has 1.5 billion people, I think, or thereabouts, somewhere. These are the two most populated countries on planet Earth. Now, who would you rather? The Chinese communist government, right, who will weld you into your home and have drones flying around and, you know, invade Taiwan? Or would you like someone up there saying, stop sucking Zionist cock? Which one do yeah. you want? You're going to have to pick lot. one. Yeah. Ah, no, a <laughs> I want the dude who's going to sack 75% of the government or the dude who's like, fucking stop sucking Zionist cock. Yes. <laughs> uh, here's where Dr. Shiva lost me, though. Let's go back to Dr. Shiva. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's where he lost me. Let's go back to the start of the video. Yeah. All right. Pause it there. So the first bit he lost me is he's got his own book front facing. Yes. Of his left. Yeah. As a young man. Oh, of course. PhD, yeah. That that lost me already. But the I'm book might have come out like 20, 30 years ago as well. Don't fucking plug your book, man. You're trying to you're trying to be present here. You don't need to worry about twenty years ago. Knock it off. <laughs> now you're sucking Zionist cock. Like yeah. it's no good. Um the <laughs> other bit is if you watch him throughout, like this seems like a rant. This seems really like, hey, I'm fucking, I'm all over the shop. The dude doesn't know how to not point out he's reading an auto cue. So he's pre-written the Zionist cock speech. Oh, has he? 
Okay. Just I watch pick it. Up on it that. keeps on looking down left. Well, it's a, a good ex- it's a good excuse way. to replay the race. No, so let's have a look. Every presidential candidate, except down me, sucks down his hot. That may not down sound left. presidential, but in down fact, left. it's very presidential. Because down I down left. Oh, I think you're right too. I think he's got just <laughs> on the auto queue. It's just got Zionist cock. Zionist cock and a list of names. It's like Donald Trump, Zionist cock. This guy, Zionist cock. Yeah. Imagine when the auto queue dude. We had to feed that into the auto queue. It's like, hey, is this right? Like someone's. Imagine like, this auto queue guy. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, just I just want you to put Zionist cock in bold and italics, okay, and then just list the names underneath. Yeah, we'll figure it uh, out. So you can't read an auto queue properly. We can. He's reading the auto queue properly, but he's doing it in a very unsubtle way. So he's lost me there. So there's two reasons I'm not going to vote for that dude. Yeah. That and he's not sacking 75 percent of politicians. Well, so. I think 75 percent of politicians will be quitting if he if he gets in. <laughs> <laughs> all the ones who sa- all the ones who suck Zionist cock apparently, Greener, will be at the door. So there you go. Nice Gary. Any references to American nice workers? Well done. Gary. Nice Gary. Nice Shiva. Uh, go check out his book. Something. Rob Dog. Rob Dog in the tra- in the chat. Greeno says American quite succinctly. American politics is so bizarre. <laughs> nice, <laughs> it really is, mate. It yeah. really is. Like they look. I've I've said this before on my own show. Like. I really like American politics because of the kind of there's more of it's more like a gun blazing kind of flag waving uh, attitude to politics. Yeah, here we're much more kind of it's like the difference between going to like a cricket game and going. It's like the difference between going to golf traditionally or going to golf when Happy Gilmore's playing. You know, yeah, it's the same game, <laughs> but the the crowd is different, right? Yeah. So normal golf game, like people clap quietly and they don't talk when they're taking the swing. A happy Gilmore game, they're letting off air horns, they're running around, they're painting their fucking chests and stuff, you know, like. Rah, 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 rah. So there's there's something special about American politics. And honestly, I think um, we would be far better off in this country if we adopted the, if we got rid of the compulsory voting law, I think we would be far better off. Because I think a lot of... What happens in American politics stems here's, here's from the it, fact that you have to actually entice people to vote. Yeah, here's what would happen though. Yeah, it'd be like a three percent voting rate. Yeah, in Australia, because Australians are just too fucking lazy. Like, if you told me I don't have to vote, yeah, I'm probably not voting. Well, like, but uh, again, the people that, that, but I think that's a good thing because that would mean. Because yeah, what what what's what's the worth of ninety seven percent of people who don't want to be there having an opinion? Like, there's you may as well just go along with whatever the three percent well, of people who want who have yeah. got the who have got an opinion. You may as well agree with them because you don't have one. You don't care. Well, there's a difference enough. between having an opinion, yeah. having an opinion that you could be asked rocking up on a Saturday to vote and get yourself a democracy sausage. You know, it's yeah, it's it. I think it's criminal to make it criminal to not vote. So that's democracy, sir. That's democracy. Well, and democracy is <laughs> in, in a democracy. It should be my right to not vote for any of you, to not show up and and, and you know have my balls, mate. That's what we said. We'd be, that's our that's our vote for the last six years. Yeah, but it's still it's 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 the um it's the it's the humiliation of like. I have to show up and get my name ticked off. It's like well, fuck you. Don't, you. you have fuck to register. You. you still have to register to vote. So well, no, everyone. No, everyone. No, you're registered to vote. You have to get your name ticked off. You have to prove that you voted, like that you showed no, 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 up. No. 
at high school, so, we had to like register to be on the voting roll. So you just don't register to be on the voting roll. Yeah, but it's too late. You can't undo that. I tried. To, I tried to do yeah. that, and actually, the same guy who gave me the sack of politician stickers uh, sat yeah. me down when I was nineteen because I went a whole year without registering. <laughs> sat me down, and he's like, "Fucking sign it and register to vote." <laughs> I'm like, "Fucking fine, fine, all right." That's <laughs> yeah, so, ah, so you did have a choice, and you fucking chose to vote. No, I didn't really have a choice. He kind of sat me down. He's like, "You're doing it. Do it now. I'm going to watch you." I was like, "Fine." Yeah. You know, because you are, te- but again, because you're technically breaking the law here. If you don't, like, you have to, and that's that's the insult to me. Yeah. I I think politics is is a far more entertaining kind of blood sport when you can't guarantee voters will turn up and vote for you because like that's an Australian Idol. Well, in Australia, that's what they bring them in. You know, they also get paid for every vote they get, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get, they get, for every vote that you get when you run for politics in Australia, you get money for that. Mm. And so they're basically forcing the taxpayer into their own pockets. Into their own pockets. And it's a fucking insulting situation. And I think compulsory voting is a crime against democracy, honestly. I think if you're a good enough politician and you engage enough people and, you know, you, you care enough and what you say makes sense enough, then. You'll you'll win based on the amount of people who can be bothered voting for you. And if you can't get people off their ass on a Saturday to go down to the voting booth and write your name down, then you don't fucking deserve to win. And by forcing everybody to show up and tick their name off, regardless of who they vote for or don't vote for, that is you straight up from the get-go as an institution, as the Australian government, admitting to the people, we do not have the confidence in our own abilities, therefore we're going to make it a crime for you to not vote for us. And that is a fucking insult to everybody. And, you know, like I said, it, we'd be far better off if government took the attitude of, no, no, we need to convince, but we need to work harder. Let's convince people to get off their ass and vote for us. Let's convince people that we're right. And then yeah, we'll but win. Aussies are very lazy, man. That's probably of course. That's that's part of the reason, like, you know, that's part of the thing that we love about being Australian, isn't it? It's like the, the I've often said the thing that's the best about us. Yeah, it's, it's the best thing forth. about us yeah. and the worst thing about us. Yeah. Is that we're so easygoing. Like we're so yeah. easygoing, we're like, yeah, whatever. And um, yeah, the the government screws us, and we're like, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> you know. But we're very easy to get along with, and that's why we get screwed so hard. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's never going to change because in order to change that law, we'd have to get politicians. We'd have to convince but politicians. Also, we to need do fucking it. Vivek. We need Vivek over here. To no, suck we the need the su- we need Shiva over here. I think. You know? Oh, need Shiva to suck the sign of cock. <laughs> yeah. All all <laughs> the politicians in Australia are sucking voters' cocks. Okay. Yeah. Um, while we're talking US, uh, before I forget, I, I saw this earlier today. It's not the rundown, but let's have a quick chat with this. Mm. I know you saw this today. Uh, the Buffalo Bills coach, Sean McDermott, mm. uh, it popped up for some reason. This is uh, quite a while uh, after the fact. As a part of a pump up speech to his team, mm. he used the terrorists of the 9 11 attack as an example of teamwork. What? Is there a video of this? Can I see it? No, there's not a video. Oh, so man. at St. John Fisher, this is, I just found the article. 
At St. John Fisher's College in Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsford, New York, McDermott's morning address began innocently enough. He told the entire team they needed to come together. Yeah. But then, sources on hand say he used a strange model. The terrorists of September 11, 2001. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. Mm-hmm. One by one, yep. McDermott started asking specific players if the, in the room questions, what tactics do you think they used to come together? Interesting. A young player... So is he is he saying he wants his team to be run by the CIA then? Nice, Gary. Well, there you go. It's for theory. A young player tried to meth- uh, methodically answer. What do you think the biggest obstacle was? A veteran answered, TSA, which mercilessly lightened the mood. Hmm. Interesting choice. Uh, well, I mean, a, I mean, if you look at like, so let's say that um, the official story is true, and that. What was it like? Seven. Well, or eight? It, it is true because he came out and apologised this afternoon. No, no, no. I mean, the official story of the nine eleven terrorist attacks oh, is true. Yeah. Let's say that's true. And what was it like? Nine or eight guys? No idea. Right. Uh, so, well, I mean, like two. There was like four planes, wasn't there? And like two or three hijackers per plane. So let's go with that. Uh, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like if that's true, then then a handful of people for years planned something that brought the entire world to its knees. Yeah. Economically, now uh, crippled 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 uh the world's most powerful government sent the western world into perpetual war for the next 20 fucking something years. Um mm-hmm. he's not wrong. So, yeah. you know, well, good analogy. Can I, nice, Gary. Nice. Can I, can I make like, I feel like you missed an opportunity here. Like there's a way to kind of Pick, uh, pick that scenario and kind of put it in a more uh, pro-American context. Okay, give it to me. All right. He could have used the exact same example and just said the American, uh, the Wesley Snipes film, Passenger 57. <laughs> well, Wesley Snipes is an FBI agent. What movie that is? Fucking cracker. That's an underrated, an underrated movie, isn't it? Yeah. Passenger 57 is an absolute Long banger. before Snakes that. on a Plane, long before Wesley yeah. Snipes' well-documented tax violations, there was Passenger yeah. 57, Greta. Chief John Cutter, Wesley Snipes, and <laughs> law enforcement that has to stop a fucking terrorist attack before it happens. On a plane. That's the yeah. example he should have used. Did that come out no. before or after 9-11, Passenger yeah, 57? Yeah, 1992, Passenger 57. Oh, so, wow. So, yeah, yeah there well, you go. Well, if only all the law enforcement agencies had a watched Passenger 57 before 9-11, yeah. we probably never would have been in this what situation in the first place. Exactly. Fucking shame on them. Yeah. I tell you, ah! a good, I tell you an underrated uh, Wesley Snipes movie was that one. It's something about like where he goes to Japan and he's a fucking ninja and he, uh, he has sex with a disabled Japanese girl with glasses. <laughs> Do you know that one? Is this something you paid $6,000 for? Uh... <laughs> Oh, it's it's something like, of the sun or something to do with the sun, I think. Japanese movie? What, what, what was the plot? It was like his karate kid. Karate movie. Yeah. And he, he has oh. sex he has sex with a Japanese girl who's disabled, who wears glasses. I remember that much. Uh not, nothing. She's got a she's got a bung leg. Not. She's got a wooden leg, I think. The What's girl, because she has a wooden leg in the shot. I swear to God, she has a wooden, <laughs> she has a wooden leg, and he's in Japan, and he's like a he's into the samurai and stuff. You're not talking about Blade, are you? No, that's a vampire show. There's nothing. Daryl's got it. Rising Sun, Greeno. Rising nice, Sun. Gary. 
Rising Sun. Is that Wesley Snipes? Is it Wesley Snipes in Rising Sun? Let's let's bring I, up. Let's bring up. I a don't think trailer. I've ever seen that. You haven't seen that movie. 1993. Wesley Snipes, a year after fucking Passage 57. Wesley, oh, that's a, that's nice. got Sean Connery in it. Yep. Rising Tia Sun. Carre- oh, Tia Carrera. My word. Oh, yes, all it's all the TNA. Let's so let's have a look at. We've got the Rising Sun trailer here, Greeno. Do you want to see it? Do you want to see the trailer? It's got one and a half stars on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. It's terrible. Uh, let's, let's have a look. This will entice you. Well, it's got Wesley and it's got Tia Carrera. I'm already enticed. Hang on. Is this muted? Yeah, this is muted. Yeah, it's muted. Unmute. Unmute the tab. All right. Let's go. Because we've got to see the dun 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 Rising Sun, Greener. You haven't negotiated with the Japanese before? You haven't negotiated with the Japanese before. What is it now? It's a homicide. A detective, an expert in ancient wisdom. Every aspect of your appearance and behavior will reflect on you and on me as your senpai. That wouldn't happen to be anything like Massa now, would it? A cop who learned his lessons on the street. Not str- oh, no, wait, Apple TV is currently streaming. Apple TV's got it. I want to solve it. You'll probably find them irritating tonight. Do keep your hands at your sides. The Japanese find big arm movements threatening. Harvey Keitel, that's all. Harvey Keitel's in it. Know these things. You come down already. This is a good yeah. cast. Well, now I go back up. Maybe come down go up ten times more. We're still a police in our own country. <laughs> He's <laughs> contaminating the crime scene. Anyone is we must undertake our own private inquiry. I'd like to see tonight's desk for the 46th floor. There. One knows where to look. I'm going to watch this tonight before I go to bed. He killed the girl. <laughs> Again. Well, I saw it on the desk. Did you? Where have you been, Lieutenant Smith? You don't That's think the girl with the wooden leg, Greeno. Ah, she career was the one with the wooden leg. Yep. I'll be damned. The other knows what to see. You know what's true? When something looks too good to be true, then it's not true. It's a partnership that's not supposed to work. <laughs> Daryl's in the chat saying, I'm going to have to watch this again now. Shit. <laughs> you call this safe. Senpai, it's a good flick. Rough neighborhoods may be America's Senpai. last advantage. Keep your hands down. These guys don't like big arm movements. They might shoot you. It's a case they're not supposed to solve. They're not supposed to solve. It's a game they're not supposed, supposed to play. From the number one bestseller. Yeah. Sean Connery. You should know I'm a black belt. But of course you are there. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. Don't lose your temper. I don't lose my temper. What a trailer. I'm just trying to work out what the movie's about. What a trailer, Greeno. Nice, Gary. Didn't they do trailers back in the 90s, man? Back in the day. Trailers were good. Trailers were solid. Films were good. Films were solid. We need to start a a new channel on YouTube where we just review trailers. Not movies. Not shows. Just trailers. I'm down for that. I'm 100% down for that. (laughs) I watched one recently where it was like, my word, this is a hunk of shit. And I can tell straight away. Within 30 seconds of the trailer. Trailer only went for one minute. Yep. I was like, my word, this is an absolute hunk of shit. Oh, mate. Rising Sun. So put that on your list. I'm going to put that on the list. I don't have Apple TV, but uh, I'll find a way to get it. 
Uh, that, that looks solid. I'm sure I can find the DVD for a buck. Yeah. It's got Sean Connery, Harvey Keitel. Oh, Wesley uh, Snipes. Wesley Snipes, Tia Carrera. How, it's a banger. How can you go wrong? Yeah. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. Uh, side note, Tia Carrera, still tidy at a current age. Is she really? I'm going to have a look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tia Carrera. She was in Wayne's World, obviously. Wayne's World. She was in, uh, she had like a, her own TV show, which was like a Xena type thing. Oh, yeah. I seem to remember. Oh, I don't know. It's not for me. It's not mine. It's tidy for that age. Nah, it's not for me. Tia Carrera recalls being told too ethnic for roles. Well, I'm not sure that's fucking true. I mean, yeah, because she, she played the Asian girl. Yeah, well, you could always be, you know, working in a noodle shop or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, nah, look, nah, that's, no, nah, she's not my, not my jam, yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah, jam. No. That's all good. It's still tidy for someone in their 60s. Not quite Susan Sarandon, right? No, but that's what I mean. Su- I, yeah. You know, if it's a choice, Susan Sarandon, 77. I'm probably going Susan as well. No. Let's let's put Tia back. Let's put Susan back at Tia's current age. And then oh, it's like a no yeah. no contest, right? Because this is, this is 56. So yeah. go to, go to uh, three, three to the left. Three to the left. Tia, uh, no, down, down right. One, one across. There you go. This one? That's Tia at 56. Tia at 56. Let's have a look. Okay, tell you, 56 is tidy. But, that's what I'm saying. Uh, but, but Susan, let's compare Susan. <laughs> well, hang on. What's what's the other British, what's the fucking British lady's Helen name? Helen No, the one that was fucking Shane Warne, Greener. Uh, oh, come on. She was in that movie about the devil. Oh, Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth yeah. Hurley. Now, if you want a tidy uh, elderly woman. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, that's 100% tidy. This is, this is the benchmark that you need to. Oh, look, look at her. My goodness gracious me. So where's Elizabeth Hurley? Oh, mate. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty solid. Now go so Salma that's, Hyatt. That's a year ago. <laughs> that's a year ago. Let's go Salma Hyatt at 50 and then do a comparison. Okay. So Selma Hayek versus Elizabeth Hurley. All right. I think yeah. that's a fair that's a fair That's a fair call. Selma Hayek at fifty though. Okay. Well, Elizabeth Hurley's like sixty in that photo. So No, she's fifty in that photo. No, she's older than that. Selma Hayek. That one uh that one in the middle is the one. I'm gonna find her at fifty. There you go. Okay, let's Yeah, okay. Go this one. All right. Not worried about twenty fifty. That's all tidy. Okay. Yeah, I think this is a fair comparison. That's a fair comparison. It's it's a you're flipping a coin at this point. All right. Let's get rid of that one. All right. So these are your choices. Yeah. You're literally flipping a coin there. Number one or number two? Yeah. Number one. It's it, it's a win win situation. To be fair. And number two. Number one. I feel I feel like there's a bit of Photoshop happening in this one of Liz. No. It's the same way there was a bit there number of Samoa, uh, but I'm I'm probably going to. Oh, I'm definitely number one. Liz Hurley. Mm. She's uh she's the goat. It's tidy. She's the goat, Karina. Nah, because Warney's had her. So, you know, it's <laughs> Warney's destroyed her. <laughs> you don't want to know what You know Warney was doing unspeakable is. things to Liz. Yeah, exactly. It's ruined. <laughs> and she had Hugh Grant before him too. Oh, exactly. With uh, what's the name? Fucking Divine Brown. Yes, yeah. that's right. The, wasn't it a tranny or something? Or no, nah, I wasn't tranny, but it was. It was the, very low. She was hooker. Divine Brown. Was the um, the escort matron? Yeah. No, she was the matron D. Or the, what? The Madam Greeno. Oh, was she? Wasn't Divine Brown the Madam? Now no, it was like a street hooker. A street hooker. Hundred percent was a street hooker. Hugh Grant, Divine Brown. 
So Eddie Murphy oh. had the one that was a tranny. Yeah, Eddie had the tranny. Yeah. Oh, our boy Troy, our Union Day reporter, pointed out they're doing a uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Yeah. That's got to be fraught with danger, doesn't it? Oh, please don't. Please don't. No. I hope not. Yeah, that's not a that's not a madam right there. That's uh Yeah, that that's is. A, that's a, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> what a great photo that is. Hell yeah. 1995. What a time. Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so he was married he was married to Liz Hurley at the time. He wasn't married, dating Liz Hurley at the dating time. Dating Liz Hurley at the time. And decided, here's a good idea. Let's pick up this street hooker. And uh Divine Brown. There you, there you go. go. Nice Gary. Nice Gary. Again, was dating uh, Liz Hurley. That. What is he doing? Yeah. And that's 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 like thirty years before. Go. Well, actually, Liz yeah. Let's. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, let's have a look at Hurley in. Oh, that was when she was in her prime. Yeah. That's that's even pre-Austin Powers, I think. Yep. Liz Hurley, nineteen ninety-five. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's a that's a no-brainer. That one. Oh, what mate. are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so here, here's the happy couple back in 1995. Like, yeah. yeah, and the happy no, couple. One late night in 1995. Yeah, and there's you in 1995. Well, <laughs> like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing, mate? Nah. What are you doing? <laughs> oh. You know what? I actually think she's probably even better looking. But then now, yeah, I was just thinking the same. I'm yeah, like, she she's one of those ones that just got better looking as she aged. She's like a fine That's wine. Uh, you know the uh, uh, the Brendan Fraser movie? Is it? But uh, bedazzled. Yeah, that one where she was playing the devil. My word, yeah, that was that was like we were teenagers at the time. Oh, that's uh, that's peak. That's peak Liz Hurley, I think. Okay, we should probably bring up a short clip. I think. Liz Hurley and Bedazzled. Yeah. Okay. Bedazzled trailer. Let's have a look at the trailer, Greeno. Let's do a trailer. Yeah, no trailer. Fuck it. <laughs> this is like this movie kind of sucks, but it's also very funny. Yep. I don't think I ever saw it. All about first impression. I think you'd like it. It's it's dumb enough that you're like uh, it's stupid, but it's cool. But most of all, he wants Alice. I do miss Brendan Fraser. Hi. He's still around. Yeah, I know, but he was just, it was an innocent time. Whenever I see a Brendan Fraser movie back when he was in his prime. Yeah, like your Infino Man's, your Blast from the Past. Mummy. The Mummy, yeah. Was that Jennifer Love Hewitt? No. She really looked like her. That was, uh, fuck, what's that girl's name? God, she looks like it. She looks like her, though. She's the one from... It'll bug me now. What movie she's from? She's not Gen- definitely not Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt's way hotter. Has never yeah. had any of his dreams come true. I would give anything to have that girl in my life. Until now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you're very glib. I bet you're a whiz with the ladies. Well, it's also the whole accent and everything with Liz, isn't it? Like, yeah, well, you know, there's something sexy about the there's British There's the whole accent. thing, yeah. Well, her yeah. British accent. There's something yeah. sexy about her what British about accent. Fishing? There's fishing nothing sexy about there's nothing sexy about a Liverpool vid- British yeah. accent, you know. 
<laughs> There's nothing sexy or a Manchester British accent. There's nothing sexy about yeah. that. No good. Yeah. So we can talk. Um. Okay. What if I told you that Francis I Francis O'Connor was the lady. Francis O'Connor. Who are you? Promise not to tell anyone. I'm the devil. Yeah, right. <laughs> I the devil with offices in purgatory hell in Los Angeles will give you seven wishes for one piddling little soul. Is this real? It could be. Sign it, Elliot. Okay. I wish. I remember the the reason I couldn't like even though you suspend belief for a little bit. Yeah. You've got the option here of hooking up with this chick. Or the devil in Elizabeth Hurley. Mm. It made no sense that he spent the entire movie chasing after this chick. Well, you I was, like, I was. It's funny you bring that up because I was just thinking that. Okay, so you're the devil, or you're the prince of darkness, or the princess on this occasion. It's like, yeah. So my first thought is like, so are you normally a guy, or <laughs> because yeah. so are you just putting on a form for me to be enticing me? Because does that make you some kind of trans person or something, or are you? You know, are you are you gender specific yeah, yeah, as the yeah, devil? Yeah. So, so because if I make one wish to fuck you in this form, am I actually having sex with a guy who's in yeah. female Elizabeth Hurley form? Yeah, because yeah. you know it's, it's kind of impure, right? You know, I just yeah. need to know where I but stand. Then you gotta be, you gotta be clever with the way you word your wish. It's like you That's know, true. I wish I, I wish I could fuck a woman. They'd look just like you. Just look like you. But then yeah. would you just get like a robot, say, for example? Like the, yeah, you take it over yeah. this chick. Yeah. yeah. Would they have a Liverpool accent, no, Greener? Yeah. Yeah, how does it go? Daddy accent, I know, of England. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't even, I'm not even sure that is England. Welcome to Britannia. Freshen your drink, governor. Uh, quick side note, uh, before Please. I forget, I was going to do a quick story time. Yeah, uh, do a story time. I like stories birthday, about pinatas. birthday party to go to tomorrow. Oh. And like, generally I palm these things off to the wife. So Zachy's birthday or a friend? No, no, it's not his. Okay. Um, Good, because I would like, have been a bad friend if I didn't know. So. No, no, no. So, yeah, basically uh, he's going to one of his friend's parties. Okay. And generally I palm that off to the wife because she's more social than I am and I generally don't want to talk to people. Yep. So that's all, all well and good. But this time I was like even more reason for me not to go because the young friend, his name is Jude. And he's a sweet little kid. Like, hey, always got a smile on That's the problem. I can't. <laughs> I can't go to that kid's birthday party because I can't. I, cannot, the song. I can't. All week, all week, oh, I've been looking at the invite, and all I've done to my son is looked at him, and go, Jude, 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 fucking incessantly all week. And I'm like, if I go to this kid's party, I don't blame you. And no matter what happens, like in the middle of happy birthday, uh, happy birthday, dear Jude, I'm like. I can't do that. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. So I, I, I once I once met yeah. someone through work named Jude, and of course, as soon as you're introduced, I'm like, "Hey, Jude," and they're like, uh, "They roll their eyes because they must have heard it a million a times. times." Yeah, but 
I later on explained to them, look, I'm not saying it because you've heard it a thousand times. I'm saying it because you're the first person I've met that's named Jude. So yeah. you you have to be you have to think like everyone who's making this joke to you, it's mm. the first time they've been able to make it. You've yeah, heard it a um, thousand times because you've met a thousand yeah. people, but I haven't met a thousand dudes, you know? They're one. <laughs> so, this kid. You can let me have this, please. I can't, I can't bring myself to ruin his fucking birthday, this poor kid. The kid's always got a smile on his face. He's always so friendly to my son. I'm like, I can't fucking ruin his birthday. I'm like, Why would you I name it, 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 it. Why would you name your kid Jude? That's a weird... uh, it's an Irish, it's an it's an Irish dude. So I think, imagine he's a big fan of okay. the Beatles. Jude, what famous dudes do we know besides Jude Law, Greeno? Yeah, Jude Law, the dude that once again had uh, Sienna Miller. I oh, know. Did he cheat on someone with Sienna Miller? Oh, they've all cheated on everybody. Aren't they? Cheated on each other. Uh, yeah, Jude Law. Uh, yeah, Jude from Hey Jude, and that's about it. There's, there's no other famous dudes. Uh, Jim says you're a bad friend, regardless. Books. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> Fair. fair, fair, cool, very fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the fact you had to ask if it was my son's birthday is is testament to the fact you're a bad friend. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, I'm, you you know me. I'm no good with both birthdays. I barely remember my own birthday. I only remember my own birthday because people keep fucking reminding me of it. They remind you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's your birthday, is it? Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. The only time you remembered my birthday was when you intentionally forgot my birthday because it was a surprise party. Mm. Every other year you forget. Yeah. So your your subtle way of like, hey, man, I can't let him know I know his birthday because every year I fucking forget it, even though we've been best friends fucking 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> That's how deep I, I go. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Psychologically. I him, hey, if I tell him happy birthday. He'll he know that I, he'll up. know that something's up. <laughs> nice, Gary. Because everyone said. Demo, don't ruin the surprise party. It's like I don't even know what fucking day it is. Yeah, just you know, I love. I, it's not. It's it's. You know, but you can say, oh, well, that means you're a bad person. It's really no, it like I, I just, I'm really bad with dates. No, That's dates the, doesn't matter. You know, I'm as Greeno knows. Everything for me is like, yeah, five, ten years ago. You know, it's yeah. like it's all a blur for me. The whole life is a blur. You know, and it's like, well, you know, when's birthday? And I'm like, well, I know roughly around when it is, yeah, you know. It's this month at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's towards the end of a month. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? It is, isn't it? It's at the it's end. Around there. It's yeah. the end of a month. Um, a month. Yeah. yeah. One of the I don't want to I don't want to be too specific. No, we're we're specific. Live. Like but you cover your bases. You generally message me around that time. Yeah, like one or two days either side. I'm within that window. You within, know? Yeah, every year within that window. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> oh, it yeah. feels like Greedo's birthday. It feels like it's around about that time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. The There are only two people on this earth that I have hardwired their birthdays into my brain the first, uh-huh. the one of them is my daughter because yep. I don't think I'll ever forget that day, mm-hmm. ever. And so that's always going. And she also has like numbers that are really rounded, so it's like easy like, to remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, so she was born on the second of a particular month in 2022, so it's like two, two, yeah. two. So I can yeah. remember that, <laughs> you know, two, two, two. And my wife, because her birthday was literally her phone number, like. Yeah. And by pure coincidence, um, the phone number that was at her family's house, because we met when we were teenagers, right? 
Mm. And so her phone number, when you strip it down, is her birthday, like the day and the date. Yeah. Uh, the day and the month. So I never forgot that. So that those are the only two, you know, birthday days that I can remember. I don't even remember my mum's birthday. I know it's it's around the end of December, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's near yeah. the end of it. Like within a few days, I'll get pretty close. But luckily, yeah. I've got a I've got a wife whose birthday I do Listen remember, up. and she reminds me, so I don't yeah. have to. I don't yeah. have to worry about that. I don't have You're to think good. about that date anymore. Oh, fun fact: I remember your wife's birthday yes. because it was also because you made it the pin code for us getting into the radio station for ten years. Yes, that's right. So yeah, so I'm like, well, which was her phone number? Yeah, yeah. Which which I okay. Well, that was our pin number for ten years. We had to get in the radio station. Oh yeah, better message uh, the lady Boogs. Yep. <laughs> Wish her a happy birthday. Yeah, and to, so that number's imprinted in my brain too. And to be honest, to this day, I think it's still like what at least one of my cards, like my bank cards, it's still the fucking <laughs> pin code. You know, if if I have to make a code up, it's the same number that I use yeah. because it's one of the only ones that's tattooed on my brain that I'll never forget. Yeah. Ah. So it works out well. I just wish we could just keep watching fucking movie trailers all night now that I've watched yeah, Dazzled. But yeah. you got you've got a fucking twenty four hour race. So I, fucking, yes, I am you're doing. Nip this fucking thing in the bud now because it's I'm, already too late. Yeah, and you need to go to sleep. Yeah. Well, yeah. If I go to bed, if I go to sleep too early though, I'll wake up too early because I only sleep six hours max in any stint, and that's why mm. I'm kind of. I, I was talking with the ladybugs earlier, and it's like. I need to get a good sleep tonight, but at the same time, I can't go to sleep too early because if I do, I'll wake up too early and then I'll be awake for like 30 hours instead of 26 hours. So midday, yeah, midday local. So for those who are listening, I'm doing a 24-hour race tomorrow. (laughs) It starts at lunchtime and finishes on lunchtime at lunchtime the next day. So that'll be fun, I think. (laughs) It'll be interesting. So let's 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 put this into context again. Yeah. yeah. You got you got your the little uh, baby bugs. Uh-huh. Get the lady bugs at home. Yep. And you're like, hey, leave me alone for 24 hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I'm busy. Well, because it's also my birthday weekend this weekend, more or less. So. Uh, yeah, theoretically, yeah. Fair yeah. Call. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want for your birthday? Well, I want to do this 24 hour race. <laughs> No, there isn't. No, no sausages. I was going to message just you. Red Bull, yeah. Just Red Bull and racing for 24 hours, and that's what I'll be there doing. Yeah. Hardcore, man. Hardcore shit. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're, you're stuck working on your birthday? Uh, no, I took the day off. Good man. Yeah. I fucking, I have, I have a rule and I've had this rule. I worked once on my birthday when I just started a job yeah. and like I had to, I needed to save every day of leave for like my honeymoon. It was like my first year and I'm like, fuck it, I was going to work. And it was the most miserable day of my life. Yeah. Cause right. it's something about your birthday. We like, fucking, it's my day. It's fucking, it's my day now. Yeah. Like, so I refuse to work any birthday. Well, to be honest, no well, to be honest, that didn't even enter into my thoughts. So, my birthday's on Monday mm-hmm. and I took Monday off because I felt like this race finishes at midday on Sunday. Um, so it starts midday Saturday and it finishes midday on Sunday. And I'm going to be like, my body clock is going to be all fucked up. Like I'm a 41 year old man now as of Monday, right? <laughs> I'm yeah. not 20 years old anymore. I can't just do 24 hour stints anymore and just get away with it. So I thought, 
well, my body clock's going to be all fucked up and I don't want to have to get up at like 4.30 in the morning to go into the office on Monday. So I'm just going to fucking take the day off. And it it actually had literally nothing to do with my birthday. It was all about recovering from the 24-hour race I'm doing a couple of days before. (laughs) Are you doing uh, doing Sausage sausage Fest Monday? Um, No, I convinced mum. I I called up mum and I said, hey, do you want to go out for, you know, lunch on Monday? She's like, yeah, yeah. I said, good, you can buy me lunch for my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, Garrett. And she's like, what? Yeah. Nice, Garrett. She's like, what? And I said, yeah, fucking, you know, mortgage payments and stuff. It's tough, you know. (laughs) You want to take take your baby boy out for his birthday, don't you? And she's like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, all right, (laughs) we'll do that then. So, but we had to cancel lunch because uh, the baby booger bumper baby sleeps during lunch, Greeno. Ah, okay. So we're going to have to do dinner. It's going to have to be an early dinner. Have you noticed that when you have like a little one that they have the set kind of sleeping times? What? Yeah. What's the definition of an early dinner though? Because oh, five, five. Oh, no, that's fucking too early, bro. No, no, no. So sitting down, to... uh, sitting down at five. She needs to be in bed by seven p.m. So yeah, if we're sitting down eat, at five, eat eating, up. and they're out at six thirty, we can get home by seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's too early. That. Because we had uh, we had the rule of yeah, basically we used to eat like like similar to you guys like late. It was like the wife and I pre kids eight thirty nine. That was dinner. If yeah. we could be probably cooking by that stage, we chat, we hang out after work. Yeah. Then oh, I better cook something. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Then you got kids, you got to get in a routine. Yeah. But the rule was always like we cannot be old people yet, so we mm. can't eat before six thirty. That's that's yeah. the rule. Even that, like the sun's still up. We've got in that routine now, so it doesn't feel. She's awkward. too young but though. Her bedtime is seven o'clock. That's when her body clock. Yeah, you feed her off, early. You, know? you feed her early, and then you eat like after that. Yeah, no, we want to have dinner together though. Like we want to get in the habit of. Nah, it's rookie era. Rookie era, great. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Just feed yeah, her, get, fuck her off, and then we'll have dinner later. Bed and then worry about your dinner afterwards. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. All right, I'll I'll, I'll take it. I'll it's take it to the committee. Just saying, no, five, five well, you know I'd agree with you because I five o'clock is way fucking too early. If it were up to like, me, I'd be I'd be on Spanish time for me. Yeah, hundred percent, like eleven eating, p.m. dinners. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, if it were up yeah. to me, uh, yeah, nine ten o'clock. I'm that's my yeah, dinner time. Me. It's like nine dinner. o'clock at night. If I'm working day shift, that's nine yeah. o'clock at night. That's when I want my dinner. You know. Mm. Um, six o'clock. It's. It's. I feel like. Yeah. Like you said, the sun's still out. Like, what are we doing? Like, I should still Mom, be drinking beers in the backyard in the sun at yeah, this point. Yeah. Really. You know? Yeah. Mum used to serve. Like I remember being at home and Mum used to serve dinner at five, five thirty. Wow. As as an adult, and I'm like, no, nah, man, this is fucking. This is too early. There's no reason for us to eat this early. Yeah. Why but, did they? Why did old people do that though? That's what Mum used to eat, and I'm like, okay, sweet. Like you're feeding me, so I don't care. Like we used to have free, six. Whatever. Our dinner time was six p.m. on the dot every single night when I was a kid, like 6 p.m. on the dot. And like yeah. you knew at 5-2 that you had to wrap it up whatever you were doing because 6 p.m. was the fucking time. Dinner. I think was, It's like prison, Greeno. It's like, yeah. you know, we're having it at 6 p.m. Whereas um, the lady books will often like make jokes at me because I'm because I cook most nights. But mm-hmm. I take my time in there because that's my relaxing time. Be like eating anytime soon, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, I'll, and you know, I just take my time and like I'll chop a little bit and then I'll watch like fucking YouTube or something and then I'll get back to it and then I heat the fucking saucepan and I take. I, there's no time. There's no end point here. It's like it's done when it's done, kind of thing. All you right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. 
and I relax. That's that's my relaxation is when I'm in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to be on a fucking schedule. I'm on a schedule all fucking day at work and the one thing I don't want to be is, you know, when I finish work and start cooking dinner is on a fucking schedule again. So yeah. it's like, no, I'm, I'm relaxing and you'll get it when you get it. So I sing out, you know, five, ten minutes. It'll be five, ten <laughs> minutes and then we're ready. <laughs> so, you know, bring the kid in. But I'm on a schedule regardless because the kid needs to be in bed by seven o'clock. By a so, certain time, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so maybe when she gets a little bit older, then we can be a little bit looser with that, I feel like. But I do like your idea of just feed the kid, get that done, and then – but then I have to cook two dinners. But then I guess I can spend four hours feed, in the kitchen instead. Are you, yeah, are you yeah. feeding her the same shit you're feeding? Like, yes, yourself? we eat the same stuff, yeah. Okay, well, in that instance, yeah, you got to eat together. So now you're fucked. Yeah. So well, we, we used to have two have, separate meals. We don't have enough have... money to buy two sets of fucking groceries. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, we used to have like we even like the baby Wookabuppy at baby's age. Mm. Like we were still like on like pre-made meals and shit. So. Oh no, she's she's been eating the same stuff we have for, pork chops. Yeah, for a yeah, long yeah. time. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, for months now. She's well, that been makes eating sense. The same yeah, stuff. like she well, gets once you're eating the same foods and yeah. veggies and now, all that stuff. Now you're in, now you're in a different situation where you're like. Okay, once you start feeding the kids the same thing, now we've got to cook at the same time. So yeah. that makes sense. But now you got to just change your sleep schedule and push that shit back. Yeah, but then she'll sleep later because she is a 12 – like, we're lucky. She's a 12-hour-a-nighter. So yeah, um, we don't want to ruin her routine. Like, we're in a really cushy place with her, mm. you know. We put her to bed She'd be at dinner at 7. We put her to bed – literally, Greeno, we put her to bed at 7 p.m. Yeah. She wakes up at 7 a.m. Yeah, but if you put and it in bed, she won't even cry or anything when she wakes up. If you she eat just it, sits if you there eat and waits six, for us to get her. <laughs> eat it six and put it in bed at eight. She'll wake up at eight a.m. Right? Yeah, yeah. But then we need to um, get ready for work and get her off to daycare and stuff too. So that needs to be done before eight a.m. Otherwise, we're off to work. Did. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you kind of yeah, it all just, everything's kind of reverse engineering. Yes. Um, I only get to sleep, man. That's, that's no, no, that's show. all good. Uh, no, I'm going to be up for another got... hour at least because I always have to wind down after a show. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, 24 hour tomorrow. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll put the I'll put the shout-out out. Uh, Octane Online Racing, if you're interested. We're in car triple seven. So I'll yeah, put the stream in the chat. I'll put the stream. Right. I ain't got fucking three people that listen to the show anyway. Yeah, I'll put the stream in the chat. Don't say who you are. Just kind of go. Yeah. Well, well, I've, I've said that, I've said the car thing. I've said the car that I'm in, so I'm sure they'll figure it out. There's three people listening. <laughs> there is. Um, and, I've got I, to find I guarantee. The link now. Like, let's be honest, Jim Inward, and I love Jim. Yeah. He's not gonna sit there and watch online racing. No, Jim's twenty four hours. Jim's one of the boys. I'm not sure he's a motorsport boy though. I don't think he's into the motorsports. Nah. He's definitely a baseball I mean, boy. He's a baseball boy. He's my boy. Oh uh, Jesus Christ! I just saw this Brock Lesnar's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, Troy! What the fuck is going on there? Yes, that's uh, that's Holy something you're gonna shit. We're gonna have to mention this. Okay, so <laughs> we'll put this up against Liz Hurley. <laughs> okay, Liz Hurley. Okay. Divine, I think I'm taking Divine. <laughs> okay, so we'll go. <laughs> Liz. Okay, so here, hang on. Okay, so here's Liz Hurley. All right. All right, we've got Selma Hayek and Brock, ne- Brock Lesnar's daughter. Fucking nice, Gary. Nice, Gary. Yeah, you know, uh, once again, no paternity test needed there. No, 
I reckon that's Brock Lesnar, just with a wig yeah, on. I, I think I think Brock's trying to reclaim his uh, college days. She looks like him so much. She's gonna. I, I, she's yeah. fucking. I bet she's a fucking beast, man. Um, <laughs> she is. Fuck. Is she boxing or something? Or uh, I think that's because he was a, actually a proper like a uh, professional wrestler, like yeah. actual wrestling. Yeah, yeah, bef- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I think she's uh she's in the wrestling team for Colorado State. Yeah, she should be a boxer with those shoulders. Fucking hell. Oh, she'll fuck some people up. Like women's yeah. UFC, look out. Like yeah. she's about to destroy. Like they that dude, Brock Lesnar, he's a fucking like he's, he's a bit he's, yeah. he's roided up. But he even even roided up. All the guys in UFC are roided up. They just find a way around the fucking rules. He he went from professional wrestling, rocked up to UFC like a year later. And fucking was a world heavyweight champion within like six months. Jim saying but, put her up against Jocko Wilkins' daughter. Who's Jocko Wilkins? No idea. <clears throat> Let's have a look. I'm not a big fight guy. I'm not yeah, not really enough. I, I look. <clears throat> I like. Um, I like boxing. I can't get yeah, into yeah. I'm I'm the same. Uh, I like boxing, but I'm I'm I haven't watched it for such a long time, mm. and I just. For me, like Mike Tyson, when he was like 19, 20, 21, that's the best boxing I've ever seen oh, uh, in my life. Yeah. There's a great um, – you, I think you can find it on YouTube. It's like a YouTube doco called Tyson's We're Greatest Hits. knocking out. Yeah, he's oh, just yeah, knocking out just, fucking people. For he's, tw- yeah, he's 45 such, minutes a He was such a fucking animal. It was just ridiculous. He's literally he a human – he's a human pit bull. Like in his, in his prime, like – we were, I think, we were too young. Like we were young, young enough that we can remember him being on like sports reports. Yeah, but we weren't old enough to see him in his prime. Yeah, um, we remember like we were old enough. We were kind of almost like teenagers and stuff. Oh. The ear biting thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a Vander Holyfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in his young days, my word, absolute fucking. Oh, he was unbeatable. After yeah. he got out of prison, he was never as good as when he was before he yeah. was in prison. Pretty right. Yeah. Okay, so this is Jocko Willink's daughter, Greeno. Okay, let's have a look. And that was really nice to have, especially during college when, like, super stressed, and then you go to the mats and you're just like, you're thinking about the match. And that's like, looks like the, um, anything else. It looks like the girl it's crazy from to have, like, Dodgeball. A dad that's so good at jiu-jitsu. I think when I was a kid, I was like, I love the oh, girl from like Dodgeball. Or something. Like, she I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Oh, but now that I'm old enough to, re- to really recognize that. Okay. Jocko Willing's daughter versus Brock Lesnar's daughter. Interesting. Interesting. Let's... Okay. So, which way are you going here, Greeno? Jocko Willink's daughter? Uh, Brock Lesnar's daughter. Jocko. Okay. Yeah. Because Brock Lesnar's daughter looks like a fucking bloke. Like, Brock Lesnar's daughter looks like Brock Lesnar with a wig on. He looks like Brock Lesnar. Like, she kind of looks like a girl, this one. He looks least. like a girl, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. You yeah. What? <laughs> You're still passing on either, but... Robo, Rob Dog says, it's a draw. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Like, it's a pass on both, but out of the two, like, gun to my head, I'm picking the latter. There you go. Very good. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's get out Give of here. Plug. Nothing to plug. Uh, no, nothing to plug. I didn't put the link in the chat. Are you doing a show next week? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, we, I think we can... Week. Yeah, I think we can put the... I think we can do a show next week. Hang on, let me week. let me do a quick little promo and put the um the race link in the chat. 
Just so you can check it out, the, f the three of you who are watching live. There you go. There it is. So we're in car 777. I think we qualified like fucking 27th or 28th or something out of 35. So it's going to be a hell of a slog, Greeno. It's going to be a long day. It's also a 24-hour race. It's so a 24-hour race. Anything uh, The people who qualified first are, for me personally, so I'm not the fastest guy on our team by any stretch of the imagination. I'm about a second slower a lap. It's Spa, by the way. So it's a long yeah. fucking lap. Spa, uh, renowned as one of the greatest racing tracks of, in the world. Oh, it's a, it's yeah, it's legendary. Yeah. Um, so I'm about a second a lap slower than the fastest guys on our team. And the fastest guys on our team are about <laughs> a second and a half, two seconds a lap slower than the fastest guys. Yeah. So we're, it's a long, it's going to be a long day for us. Hours. Yeah, but you know what? It's we're not playing for the win. You know, it's about uh, it's about the stories and the friends you make fun. along the way, Greeno. That's right. So we're gonna we're gonna get in there and we're gonna chip away and we're gonna do our thing for twenty four hours and um, see where we end up. So yeah. it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Fuck it, yeah gonna be good so yeah enjoy ladies and gentlemen uh right. see you guys next week <clears throat> will we are we go are we doing next week i don't know do we, we just decide? say we'll do one next week we will do no do one, we'll do one next week and then we'll probably take a hiatus over christmas yeah take a little take a little break before we start season 148 yeah. yeah all right sounds good to me <laughs> right, see you next week bye-bye Always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy? We'll sit down and tell